Hey guys, welcome back to Not So Random, the podcast. This is episode 10 of my podcast. And today, um, I have such an exciting episode for you guys. It is it is my longest episode, and it was not on purpose. Um, but today, I was joined with a panel full of wonderful Black women. We all went to college together, actually, so I do know these women personally. And so it was exciting. It was a little bit of a, you know, talking outside of, I guess, what we usually talk about. Um but today I talked about Black women in modern media, meaning TV shows and movies from the 2010s and up, and how we how we see it in real life. How does it affect us personally? Because I always argue, even though people love to, there are a lot of people out there, y'all, who love to be like, I don't watch movie televisions. I don't have time for that, right? But there is no doubting that movie and television is the biggest force, like when it comes to influence and um social influence and power, political power, it is super powerful. So that's why when people say that, I'm always looking at them sideways. I'm like, mm, you might as well tell me you just don't really read anymore, right? Like, yes, reading and watching movies are not the same thing. Movies can be abridged and, you know, things aren't factual. But considering people don't read anymore, they might as well be books at this point, right? Like, you know, people aren't going to read theory anymore. They'd rather just watch it because it's easier. And you know, we can talk about the ins and outs of how complicated that gets. But my point is that movie and television is irrelevant. And specifically when it comes to Black women's image, super relevant, especially as a Black woman and have Black women friends. And I know a lot of Black women. It's relevant. And, you know, usually what people see in media, if they don't know you personally or if they don't know um, pe- a person of a certain group in real life, they're going to go to TV and movies to get that, right? So today we're talking about our representation. Like, how do we feel about that? And so I'm going to introduce my panel real quick and give them a little bio. They do introduce themselves again so you can hear their voices, but these bars are so great and they're so great. So why not introduce them more than once? I feel like they deserve that. So Iris is a public servant who is committed to improving the lives of Black women and femmes. She's she's the feds, and she's also anti-misogyny, anti-racist, anti-fatphobic, anti-homophobia, and more. When she's not discussing the problems of the system and or actively dismantling it, it, you can find her at the beach with family, friends, or planning her next vacation. Haley Magwood, JD, is a current second-year master's student at Harvard University. Haley uh, studies human development and psychology with the goal to create, implement, and trauma-informed and resilient lawyering techniques to legal, to legal practice. In both of her personal and professional life, Haley defends women and children against violence and likes to discuss Black motherhood and, black, and the Black family. Sahara Dixon is a certified health education specialist, community-engaged theater artist, director, writer, arts and health specialist, and public health PhD student. She is passionate about Black women's health and wellness, having founded an arts and uh, health collective at Soul Circle Arts, peep them in the bio, y'all, that seeks to create brave space for women and girls of color to explore health and wellness through artistic and creative expression. She's excited to be on the Not So Random podcast and hear everyone's hot takes. And boy, did we get some hot takes today. And um, I have re-listened to the entire episode. I back, had to go back and, you know, maybe clean up some few edits and stuff. And I was going to try to cut like 30 minutes off of this episode. And let me tell you how impossible that was. Because it just felt like I was not, I was not really embracing the conversation. Or I felt like I was cutting something out without context. And that's just not cool. Um, so I left everything in there. Because um, everything is so relevant. And I feel like, Every question was specific to something different. And of course, honestly, each of these questions probably could have their own episode. There is a great chance that I'm going to take the villain question, the tropes question, to a whole different episode separate and probably just talk about that for a straight hour because it is super interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I want you guys to enjoy. If it takes two days to listen to, it takes two days, right? And 
you know, you never know. Maybe if some guys want to do the same topic, I can do this black men. And if I do it with black men, because I'm not a black man, I will probably be listening more than I'm actually be talking in that one. So, you know, we never know. You might get another episode like this out of this, but you know, black women have to go first because I am a black woman. So that's priorities, you know. Uh, so I want you guys to really enjoy this. And um, I had so much fun recording this. And I want to thank all the ladies again. I've thanked them so many times. But I want to thank them again because it was just such a dope thing. And I want to do things like this in the future. I know I talk about superheroes all the time. And I love superheroes. I will not stop talking about superheroes. But I do like the analytics, like really thinking deeply about how it's affecting us um, side as well. That is what I like to talk about. So enjoy the episode, guys. And you will hear my voice, of course, during the episode, but again, at the end as an outro. So thanks, guys. And make sure you guys subscribe. Please subscribe. And, um, you know, share this with your friends. Post it. Help me out, y'all. Have a great day, y'all. Great listening. Did everyone consent? Okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to Not So Random, the podcast. Today, I have a panel guest with me, and we are going to be talking about Black women in modern media. Um, panel, can you introduce yourselves? Um, Haley, how about we start with you? Hi, everyone. This is Haley Magwood. Hi. <laughs> I am a, um, a recent law graduate from American U- University, Washington College of Law. I'm currently a master's student at Harvard University Graduate School of Education, where I study human development and psychology and research the intersection of trauma, stress, coping, and how to apply um, trauma-informed strategy to legal practice. Okay, cool. Uh, Sahara? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Sahara Dixon. A little bit about me. I am a health education specialist an arts and health practitioner, as well as a community engaged theater artist. So that just means I use theater for health education, social justice, all those fun things. Um, And recent grad of NYU Steinhardt's educational theater program, MA, and I am a PhD public health student at UMass Amherst. So really excited and happy to be here. Okay, okay, and Iris. Hey y'all. Um, I am Iris. I am a public servant, but I'm actually trying to bring down the government every single day. Um, I am anti-capitalism. I am anti-fatphobic. I am anti-probably anything you can say. Um, I'm for the people, specifically Black women and all Black women, anyone that identifies as a Black woman, all of us. And that's pretty much who I am. Okay, cool, y'all. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Um, You guys know me. It's Raquel. Uh, I am a self-proclaimed pop culture fanatic i should say and everyone here i think so too at least based i picked these women on purpose because uh i love their takes every time i see them on twitter instagram or whatever like love what they have to say so these were specific choices i made um and so i'm so excited to get into our conversation okay so iris i'm gonna let you answer the question first we're all gonna answer this question first um it is what is your favorite tv show or movie with a black woman or black woman and why i have actually two answers uh this is us specifically Beth, honestly, because she's just like, she has so many layers and I love how they show those layers. And that goes into my next answer, which is Queen Sugar, just because there's just so many different black women and different black women doing different things. You have the black woman who married and, you know, got a lot of money, had the kids, had the family, then got divorced. You have the black woman who's like, I actually 
don't want to get married. I actually just smoke weed and plant some herbs all day. And I bring down the police. Like there's so many different black women doing so many different black, doing so many black different things that I really enjoy how they're portrayed on those two shows. Cool. Um, Haley, want to go next? Sure. So I guess I'll have two as well. Um, so my first is Olivia Pope. Very problematic to some, but overall, I really enjoy the show first and foremost. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know if everyone knows who's listening. So Olivia Pope from Scandal. Um, I love her just because, you know, she's smart, she's sassy, she's sexy. She knows what she, you know, wants. Um, and we can kind of get into why it might be problematic later on. Um, and then the second one that I really appreciate is um, Zoe Johnson in Grownish. Um, that's like a new age show, but I kind of really respect her character just because, you know, she doesn't have it all together. Um, we kind of generally come from the same like socioeconomic um, class. And so a lot of the problems that she like has are things that I have faced in my past. And so I just felt like it was like a real life example of like an experience that I've had. Oh, you can go ahead and say it. Sorry. <laughs> this is not to be a call call format. Sorry, guys. Like each calling each individual. You guys can keep yourself on unmute and yes. just like interject. Yes, <laughs> no. As chill as possible. Sorry. I was going to say, um, I, now that you said it, Haley, I do agree with Zoe. Only, and you know, I know there has been people, hot takes on Twitter about like, we're done with the Blackish empire. Like we yeah. want- <laughs> We don't want to see any more. But I will say for me, um, she is a relatable character. She might be a little problematic, you know, every once in a blue moon. But she's relatable to me because she makes her mistakes. At the end of the day, she owns up to them. And I think for some, you know, a, a, a college-educated young Black woman, right, it's very relatable, um, especially when it comes to, like, love life and friendships and how she handles them, et cetera. But I would say to answer my question or this question for me, what I was thinking about, and I wouldn't necessarily say this is my favorite, but it was someone I was thinking about, you just hear me out, Lisa mm-hmm. Landry from Sister, Sister, the mom from Sister, Sister. And I okay. want to say... <laughs> And the reason why is because one, she represents a different type of family structure. And I know that's a hot topic now for like black folks, like the nuclear family versus whatever. Like she adopted Tia without like a husband. She just literally wanted a child, just adopted on her own strength, right? Um, businesswoman, she doesn't like, yes, she dates Ray for like three episodes max, <laughs> but you know, she, she knows what she wants. She owns her sexuality. It's not like too in your face where it's like, Ooh, you know? And, um, I think it yeah, just represents who I feel like I can see myself being that as I get older, you know, and I start to kind of shift my paradigm in terms of like what a family looks like, what, how I want to represent potentially as a single woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Snaps to her. <laughs> no, I never. That character wasn't even in my sphere when I was thinking about black woman characters. So that is just such a unique take. I love it. Okay, my two personal, and they're kind of tied. I'm gonna say Issa Rae, Issa's character, and a part. I love her character. Okay, so I got introduced to Issa Rae probably everyone else via YouTube from her original YouTube show, and um. Uh, Adventure was an awkward black girl and I loved her character. I thought it was just like the perfect amount of awkward. And in high school, when I discovered her, I was, it was super relatable for me. And then of course I do love her character and in, in, Insecure. I uh, I can relate to her a little bit more now than I could of course in high school because my life can be a hot mess for real. And so Issa's just like 
perfect awkward representation. And the other character I love is Fran from the from a show Shrill. Shrill is actually starting. Um, uh, well, she is the supporting character. But she's super important. And they really do a real, really good job of expanding her friend's storyline. It's not just the Black best friend, which is a trope uh, I hate and we will discuss today. Um, but Fran, uh, Shrill's about uh, fat characters just existing, of course, like, and it's not, being fat is not the theme of the show, but it is ha has a really good perspective on, like, living in fat bodies and just living life. And Fran is the, uh, the best friend. She's actually Nigerian and uh, with a British accent who was raised in the UK. And she's uh, queer. And I don't relate to half of that, but it's her character as a fat woman and just being confident in herself is something I relate to because I have fought through my most of my most of my insecurities in general. And so that's a character who I just personally identify with and I love. And um, I feel like her character is underrated. Like no one really talks about Cheryl besides a few people I follow on Twitter. So if anyone wants to uh, wants to watch that show, I highly recommend it. Okay, guys, we're gonna take all of ourselves off mute. Because now we're about to get into the nitty gritty and I want reactions. So if you're, you know, I want to hear everything. Um, Haley, please remove yourself off the mute, Haley. <laughs> I know your dog's in the background, but it's okay for now. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is tropes because then we're going to honestly, I feel like most of this episode will probably, probably be talking about um, what tropes we want to see, what we don't want to see, what we're over. So for those of you guys who don't know what a trope is, a trope is... Um, a commonly reoccurring literary and rhetorical devices, motifs or cliches in creative works. And usually they're the comic relief that enemies to lovers, uh, the black best friend is a trope, um, the jock is a trope, the ch blind cheerleader is a trope. So these are characters and usually uh, ca characters that have a specific story they follow or something they do specifically that uh, movie like authors will use, writers will use, uh, directors will use in their storytelling. And some can be good, some can be bad. And the first job I want to get in, the thing I want to talk about specifically for a Black woman is uh, what trope for a Black woman do you want to continue to see and which ones do you not mind? Um, or, and of, of course, you know, afterwards we can talk about which ones we don't like. So this can be a, a multi-encompassing answer. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. Who wants to go first? Iris? I feel like it's hard to say which one I, um, I can list so many that I hate. And so it's like, you have to yeah. think about the one that you're like, oh, that one's not that bad. I think, you know, saying like, I like black women who are balanced because I'm balanced. And so, mm -hmm. well, no, okay. I don't mean like that. I'm not, but like I have the layers. I like black women with layers. I have layers. I am the fat, funny friend. Okay. Yeah. I am also the fat, funny friend who, who be, who be sexualized, who be sexual. Like I have that too. I am the, I know every, I think I know everything. I'm that person too. I'm the black woman that can be angry. I'm like, I like layers because I'm a layered being. So mm -hmm. I like black women that have all these things. So anytime you take out any one of them, that's when I think that I have a problem or that I don't like those tropes that are so singular. That's their only point. Yeah. So like with Insecure, I think like, uh, what's the girl name? Kelly. Kelly. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> you knew exactly what I was saying. I just knew Kelly, because I have something to follow up with you. So I, I want you to get into this. Right. Kelly is fat and funny. But yes. like, we don't know anything else about Kelly, but I can tell Kelly has more. But I feel yes. like they don't want us to give us more, but I know Kelly has more. There's something mm -hmm. else behind that. But I at least also can see myself in Kelly because I'm like, that's funny. Now, that's some funny, right? that's some funny shit right there. I get it. Okay. So since you brought Kelly up, and I didn't know Kelly was going to come up this early in this conversation. Okay. So. I thought about Kelly when I was writing this question and this list because, um, like you know, you're saying, at least people on Twitter were coming for uh, Kelly's 
Kelly as a character, they were just like, she's just a fat, funny friend who fucks. Like, mm -hmm. that's not creative, right? And then the person who writes for Kelly, Natasha, um, the comedian uh, who was a writer on the show, writes for Kelly specifically and stars in the show, stars as Kelly, was like, um, actually, I really like that. I relate to her. Like, I am the fat, funny friend who fucks. Like, and so um, there was that weird question of like, well, if the writer doesn't mind it, like, should we mind it? Like, should we question it? And she, the writer doesn't mind, doesn't mind not Kelly having this huge background because she's a, well, she's a supporting character. We don't need that. But Iris, I'm totally with you when you see the uh, light-skinned best friend, Amanda, uh, Amanda Seals character have a background out in season four. Yeah, in season four. And so you're just like, why isn't Kelly get one? She can get a little something, something, but you're right. I also relate to Kelly in the sense of like, she is the fat, funny friend who likes, who likes sex who likes making sexual jokes. Um, so it's kind of like, like, you're, like, and I, so I love the idea of just the balance. Now, um, not to not let you guys, I'm gonna let you guys answer too, but my, the trope that I really enjoy, to be honest, is the uh, hot mess black friend, uh, which is which a new character, I will say, like, but the hot mess character, uh, if you watch High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz, like just a mess. Like those are characters, and I, I think those are the balanced characters. Now she's a little more messy than you than most characters, but like I really enjoyed seeing that. I think she, he's like alcoholism issues. Um, Olivia Pope is kind of like that, just a hot mess. Oh, and yeah. of course she's powerful, but when she gets in that apartment, you're like, girl, what you doing? When she answers every time she answers uh, President Fitz calls, you're like, what you doing, girl? Like this is just messy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I really like messy black characters, and it's a newer trope, but to me, way better than the angry black woman or the Jezebel. Yeah. Um, as characters that are just like played out, but come in all the time. Um, Do you feel yeah. messy? Who? Do you feel messy? In my life? Where yeah. I am right now? Yes. <laughs> and it's not like, yeah. it's just like, oh, nothing's together. Like nothing, like my <laughs> bank account isn't together. My love life isn't together. And every time I feel like it's coming together, it just tumbles back and I'm like, or I just fall into like my old habits and you know, someone calls, you know, but someone, a man, a certain man who I know might call and I'm like, well, I'm going back. Cause I don't feel, I don't feel like fix, you know, it takes effort to fix your habits, right? And so I'm in the space where it's just like, I'm trying so hard and apart, I am 25, I gave myself some room, but I also can recognize that like, some of this for Kelly is self-destructive and I'm working on my really self-destructive habits, but, I do appreciate seeing that in movies because I feel like black women have always had to have it together in movies and stuff. And I just appreciate the characters who just don't because I'm like, okay, I'm not alone in this, right? Like I'm not alone and messing up and like falling back and trying to rebuild and just going back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. Side note, just everything you just said real quick, that's called falling forward, right? We are not, we can't succeed unless we, <laughs> we keep, you know, messing up. So don't even worry about that. Thank you, Haley. <laughs> but Haley, okay, so take it, take us off. What trope do you like, and what oh. do you want to see continue? Okay, so they're actually, so they're the same. So I actually, you guys are gonna hate me. I actually like the magical Negro. And, and <laughs> okay, okay. And, did ask you which ones you did not mind. We did ask you. <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna give you why. All right, but it's also something that I want to be worked on. Right. Okay. So. Okay. I, I don't mind, I, I like the Magical Negro primarily because Raquel knows me, like I love fantasy, I love magic, like we I'm watching sci-fi all the time, I'm watching Harry Potter all the time. And I've just grown up to recognize that like, there's a hierarchy, there's a hierarchy amongst like fantastical creatures. And it's like, I've learned that like, 
through storytelling that like culture actually sees these beings like you know like witches or um even like supernatural things like angels or things like that as like things that kind of transcend human possibility and they're always by white people and I'm just like Mm -hmm. why can't I see a black angel or like why can't I see a black witch why because they don't we don't see us as having powers beyond what you know we're given we we don't see us at the top of the echelon like I kind of equate that to that so yes I would like to see more magical negro but here's why and I guess it's kind of the opposite of your question here's what I like struggle with in terms of why why I don't mind it and why it does bug me because that same trope is always pushing forth someone else's dreams primarily it's always like a white woman's dreams like mm-hmm. we were talking about you know bonnie and vampire diaries how like this woman literally sacrificed <laughs> her whole entire family and whole entire life for her friends that didn't give a crap about her right mm-hmm. like like it's uh, it's so upsetting every episode right like, Poor bonnie she could never win right? never she could not win i mean i was just reading an article where like it's just so dumbfounded i'm so dumbfounded how like this girl sacrificed her grandmother for this other person's boyfriend. Like, it makes no Season one. Season one. But here's the thing that I struggle with. I struggle with it because as I find that that's terrible, I'm just happy that I see a Black witch. So, like, I just hope that, I just hope that that character in terms of Black people being magical beings continues and that we're actually putting forth our own desires like we're not the fairy godmother that is taking someone to the ball or we're not sacrificing our grandmother or being locked in another dimension right Mm -hmm. (laughs) while while everyone else is living their life but we can actually be both magical and powerful as well as put forth our own desires and put our powers towards that so that's kind of my dilemma with the magical negro or heroic black woman whatever you want to say I, you know, because I had asked, like, can you define that? Because I don't think I had ever heard it, like, slated as a trope until mm-hmm. now. Because I, too, am very much in love with, like, fantasy, sci-fi, witches, warlocks, all, you know, vampires, all the, you know, witches, all the, all, all the, the stuff, stuff, all the magic. And I want to see some black vampires and black witches. That's all I want to see. <laughs> and I'm in, and I'm going to relate this in a way to... Octavia Butler, very quickly, um, in that I think it is important to see Black people in sci-fi in these, like, oh, like, that could never really happen in real life, because there is a message to say that, like, we are allowed to dream, dream big, and we, and I think also, and I think I take this approach in a lot of my work, too, we are allowed to practice what we want to, what we feel like society should be and can be, even if it's in the pretend because it empowers us. And yeah. so I like seeing different things like that, but I would agree in that it's always, they're secondary to the plot. Mm-hmm. They're assisting the black, or sorry, they're assisting the white um, lead, like <laughs> Winx Club. <laughs> and this is- <laughs> because it came out with a live action um, oh i haven't seen the live action one yet it's a mess so oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> but i definitely digested it in like literally half a day i <laughs> watched the whole thing been like uh, there's this one they like whitewashed it and they have only one black character even though there's like three people of color that, but mm-hmm. that's its own the place. outfits are terrible they are not, they don't look like uh, Fresh Nova girls, which I feel like they should just 
got Thank fashion over to, to like do the wardrobe was giving me fashion high glamour they right that to me but i say that because there's one um layla i think mm-hmm. is the character um she's the dark-skinned um black girl oh, and she's really the only one who like you can tell is a person of color mm-hmm. um, and like her the way that they put her in the live action was like her sole purpose was to literally help um and save Say, like save her like every single yeah. of her coming to the rescue and it's like can we just have black characters magical beings who are just like doing their own stuff yeah we're allowed to curse or not but doing their own no stuff you can curse oh crap. i cuss all the time go ahead <laughs> <laughs> but doing their own shit like for lack of a better term like so i agree and then um yeah i agree with iris's um layered uh i, I love to see black women being layered um and just you know like having issues having problems but they're like triumphing it and you know mm-hmm. triumphing over it and you know all these different things because it's relatable because at the end of the day people do not just have one identity they have several identities and so having something that's just like so singular is kind of like ill-fitting to me because and then they just like they fall into it a little bit too much and it's just like okay like uh, all right like this is yeah. not like this is not life like this is not it (laughs) no i agree so i want to get back to the black witch conversation real quick so i think my favorite black witch is the witch from the craft the black girl who do you have you guys seen the craft like the uh the original like one from the 90s it's one of my favorite like witchy movies um just because i think it's a really perfect allegory for like coming into your own and women like owning their sexuality um that's what i think most witch stories are really about just like usually about sex girls sexuality and coming to their own and owning themselves right but the black witch in that movie always stood out to me because she becomes the bad guy and i'm gonna jump a little not jump well, kind of jump, but um, something I want to see for Black characters is becoming the bad guy. I want Black women to be the bad girl. And this is going to sound kind of wild, but that's because I feel like the villain's always way more memorable, memorable than the hero, especially in like teen movies. Like Regina George, I think is one of the best villains. She is a character study. Like people have written multiple papers about Regina George as a character. No one's writing stories. I mean, some people might be writing about Katie Heron, but Regina George is still the base of like how Katie becomes Katie, right? Like something I something I loved about the, the craft specifically was uh, that she gets revenge on the white girl who made fun of her hair, even though she is biracial or mixed or light skinned. It's to me, you know, back then you couldn't have choices. Black was black, no matter what skin tone. It was just what were you gonna do, right? Oh, thank you, Haley. Rochelle played by Rachel True. Um, I just love how, and you know, her punishment is that she casts a spell that like makes the white girl lose her hair. So she loses the thing that like you know it was the whole beauty standard thing. It was the uh, I lose what you deem as your beauty standard, and so I just took that away because you made fun of my hair. Uh, and you know she does become the bad guy, but she also lives at the end, so that's a that's a huge plus. Um, so I think that's one of my favorite black witches. Witches, and then, um, but you but the magical Negro character is very annoying. I was watching um, rewatching the Matrix trilogy, and the Oracle is the black woman who's just blind and is just like neo you will be the one and you're just like dang really and then morpheus um this character is like red pool or p- pill or blue pill i'm gonna i'm gonna guide you right and it's like this is a lot of guiding this character can't do nothing for his own right like it's it becomes very annoying um I, just real quick, you know, I, I think about oh sorry no you go ahead go ahead Haley. i was gonna say iris actually there was something that i actually really valued in the character that um you were talking about um 
and that's just that's just and kind of going back to what um Sarah had talked about you know seeing black people as multifaceted as um holding dichotomy and I just kind of feel like everything has to be singular right everything has to be straight everything has to be um plain or or lifeless or genderless or something and so having characters that have so many sides to them that don't have it all together really breaks down that stereotype that you know we can't be anything but just one thing. So I really, I really appreciate the character that you just um, talked about. Thank you. Yeah, I think that one thing that I would say about the magical or even the the villain is that I would want, I don't want the the only character to be the villain. Like if we have a the villain that's black, I don't want everybody to be black. Cause then I feel like, cause I feel like if you watch <sighs> shows where the villain's black and everyone else is white, no matter what the villain does, all of the undertones of why the white people hate them is still will racism. be racism. It's still racism. Yes. It's not like, oh, she did this, but nah, it's still racism. Like, yeah. well, I was watching something the other day. I think it's like Chicago Med or something like that. And there's this black woman who's like in billing or something like that. And like, oh, she's so cold and she doesn't have feelings and emotion. But like, those are racial undertones. Like, it's not just yeah. that like, she's yeah. evil. It's that she's evil and black. Like it's both, it's usually both. So if it's going to be a black villain, I want everybody to be black. So it's not racial undertones. It's just, I actually hate you because you're a villain, not because you're a villain and black. Like I'd rather you just be a, an evil villain who just happens to be black. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. I think only because I just, to me, when everyone is black, it becomes like a black Panther. It becomes a race argument and the Negroes stay over there. Right? Like, Black Panther was an argument only Black people could really relate to. Like, white people were going to be like, maybe Wakanda should have helped the slaves, right? Like, <laughs> or they did. It was just like, all right, girl, like, stay over there, right? So to me, it's just like, I 100% I agree, but also I'm just like, in the TV and the movie world where things you can kind of just like world build a little bit, you can kind of create worlds that uh, don't look exactly like ours so if you add a rule where race isn't as big of a deal right like a bridgerton right or something mm -hmm. then um even though bridgerton definitely had its colorism issues and we can get into that later if we need to um Girl. or it's race issues i should say um i definitely think that like i i do just want like maybe i maybe i mean happen to marvel movie first right like i don't know if you guys are super into marvel but if you watch thor ragnarok like hella could have been black now yes we can get into norse people the nerds are going to be like well it's based off norse mythology and everyone was white i don't care it's marvel it's 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 a made-up universe like <laughs> she can fake. be black and be badass still right and like she to me was a great villain um and i'm definitely going to come back circle back to this but i but going into what you were saying about about what you were talking about when we talk about Kelly specifically like the black uh funny friend I wrote this question down and it was like do you think that ethnic stereotypes of the black woman are harmful if the person playing them does not mind or identifies with that character now of course I already used the example of Kelly not minding the fact that she's the fat funny friend right and like not caring and doesn't really probably want to add a storyline to her especially in the last season there's one more season left I don't know how much you can get out of that but then there are other black women who identify with who they play with so i think another a great example is uh tiffany haddish who plays a lot of loud rat like loud quote unquote ratchet characters and uh makes sexual jokes and it's just the loud black girl who just wants to fuck right um but she is kind of like that in her own interviews right like she is that character and so it's, it's easier for her to play but also like is that a bad thing? And then, you know, there are some other, like, you know, Taraji P. Henson, I don't want to call it Taraji P. Henson Ratchet, but she said herself, she really identifies with Cookie, right? Like she really appreciate that character, but Cookie and Empire can easily be, uh, uh, 
needs to be looked at as like an angry black woman with a little bit of power, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like how productive are we uh, or how productive are these stereotypical roles that black people appreciate? Like, what is that? Like, it's so complicated, right? Like, yeah. do we want to eliminate those? Like, what do we do about things like that? Like, how do we add nuance when the people are like, I like it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I feel like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So I, I was I was definitely thinking about this. I feel like we, you know, we're we're coming into this this era of like wanting to accept people the way that they are. And I can I think I kind of said this before in some of just our conversations. It's like, how can you accept someone for who they am if if the individual that they are just so happens to be uh, fulfilling a stereotype? You know, mm-hmm. like that is an individual in and of itself. Where where the issue comes, right, is when that ethnic stereotype is used to oppress, right? That that that's kind of where the thing is. Because at the end of the day, and and that's where the harm is coming from. But at the end of the day, if I'm getting mad at Kelly, the woman who plays her for playing this role, I'm also now discrediting her for all the work that she's done as well. So like, for example, to bring up Lisa Landry, like in the beginning, she is playing and fulfilling a stereotype, the welfare queen, the, the, um, the, the sultry, uh, you know, lascivious woman who like makes like crude remarks, but we're also discrediting her for all the good that she's doing, adopting a child, um, showing Ray, you know, how to be a father, all those different types of things. And so I feel like you have to really ask yourself, like, who is this ethnic stereotype really harming, right? Is it harming, you know, the person that's playing it and the role that she's taking on? Or is the harm not necessarily coming from the individual, but more so coming from the people that are now using that stereotype to oppress? Yeah. Well, I think that it's hard to be nuanced in all of this. Like, I feel like media doesn't want to be. It's too yeah. easy to not be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when, when we want them to do this work that people already, we know every day people who don't want to do the work, let alone the media, it's easier to just live up to the trope or to just buy into the trope. But in my opinion, celebrities aren't the end all be all. And they've said that every single day. And we have to listen. People have yeah. said like, people have said, don't listen to me. I don't know everything. We should listen to yeah. them and be like, you're right. You know, don't, you don't know what you're talking about or you are, you are right. We are going to listen to you. And not saying that specifically for the, for the actress of Phyllis Kelly, but in general, people are like, oh, like if, when Nicki Minaj would, would do something crazy, she'd be like, well, I'm not your, I'm not your child's parent. So I ain't got nothing to do with me. You should listen to that. You should listen to them when they say, I'm, I'm not trying to be an advocate. Not everyone is, not everyone's an activist. So you got to let that go. But again, the media doesn't want to do that because it's the extra work. So the media wants to just take it as it is on the surface. So I mm-hmm. think that it's it's too it's too hard to be like, is it her fault? Is it not? Because yes, Lisa did did do the work. Lisa, you know, had a lot of she was layered. But then the day people picked out the easy part, which wasn't the the mom, the you know, the fashion do- uh, designer, the businesswoman. This they didn't pick that out. You know what they picked out? The loud black woman. So even in those layers, they still picked out what the thing that was easiest to pick out. And so is that Lisa's fault? Is that, you know, anyone's fault? Not necessarily besides, I think, the media's and what we're portrayed to or what sticks out. And because well, people don't want to do the work past that. I really think that, it's, I think that like, since we're here, we as Black women, we, we of course can see that Lisa was more than her character. So I feel like Black women were easily able to pull things out of uh, characters who look like us. But, you know, 
I don't want to say black men, but everyone else, <laughs> those are the ones who are like welfare queen, right? Like they are the ones who might not see it. They're just like, oh, well, she is the ratchet one, right? But like we, of course, can look at it and be like, oh no, I I understand this, of course. Like I understand that's maybe the and a part of it is the comedy, right? You gotta add some comedic elements, so you're gonna have some tropes and you're gonna have some like things that make the character not as like redeeming because you can't be perfect in the comedy. That's just not fun. Um, so I think that like. A part of it is the fact that like maybe a part of it might be on the audience for real for real like mm -hmm. you know i was gonna say i think it has a lot to deal with like who's the target audience mm -hmm. and who like sister sister the target audience is black people right like like let's just keep it a sec <laughs> so it's like of course like you know if i am well i don't want to relate myself to that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if i am a white person watching Sister Sister, I'm not as nuanced versus a black woman watching Sister Sister and being like, I can pull this out. I know that that's a trope. I know that like, even though people, there are people out there in the world who do operate in that way, I, I can also pick out the other elements. I won't necessarily say better or good, but the other elements, um, you know, in her, in her character. And I feel like it takes a lot, it takes a certain type of person and mindset to be able to pull that out. And I will say, love my black brothers, but I feel like um, some of them do not have that nuance too. And I just, I want, I want us to get there. I, I really do. Um, yeah, I mean, you see that on Twitter. I mean, every time, whatever show is trending, you can see that. Like, I don't watch Power, but I do know that people have strong opinions about specific characters and Power and Secure. And it's just like, people, like, people can't see, a lot of people see Issa still as the cheater. Like, it's been four seasons and people still see her as the cheater that she was in season one. It's just like, yo, like, yes, she cheated, but like, she's not a cheater. Like, you know, and people are just like, well, she, you know, team Issa and Lauren, people who are still team Lawrence are still Lauren, relying. <laughs> huh? Are you Team Lawrence Haley? Goodbye. You know what? No, because the thing is, the thing is, is that they really still come at Issa. But the thing is, men cheat every day, and then like this, the, they say sorry, and the next day they want you to forget that they cheated. But Issa, yeah. Issa can't move on. Issa if cannot. Gonna, if we gonna do it, do it. And I'm saying no one can move on. But black, but I mean, I don't want to put this on black men because men in general, because they like to gaslight in general. So it's like, oh, I cheated. Oh, and then you be like, well, remember that time you cheated? Oh, why you keep bringing that up? Da, da, da. Yeah, y'all can't let Issa live. She can't yeah. live. I'm not saying you can't be Team Lawrence. So sorry, real quick. I'm not saying you can't be Team Lawrence, but you can't put Team Lawrence only because she cheated, right? Like you need to be Team Lawrence for There's other reasons, reasons, reasons than just than just outside of cheating. Haley, you want to defend yourself, or do you want to move on to the next question? Okay. I feel like that's like that, that, that's a different episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when we, when I do an insecure breakdown, I'll bring you back, and you can def you can defend yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, since we were talking about tropes and whatnot, I kind of just want to talk about the ideas of different um, characters or like what what are we missing? And um, so I'm probably gonna add context to like every single question that I'm about to ask. Let's look at a lot more questions. Um, okay. Um, Haley and I actually discussed this earlier and this is actually Haley's idea of this question. So I wanted to give her credit. You know, you guys, we were talking about fantasy earlier, right? And something that was, is that all, you always see is the damsel in distress. Like that character is, always going to be there if it's not a damsel in distress actually even if a woman's on the team to go save somebody like at one point the woman has to be saved just as like a general rule right like if they're gonna go you know our, uh was it 
Indiana Jones, you know, they're getting the, the covenant, the cup, right? Or something, the ark, or whatever they're grabbing. At one point, the woman has to be saved by the man just to keep it, just to keep the things going in line, right? So Haley asked the question, should black woman be the damsel in distress? Moreover, is showing black woman in the media as a damsel in distress positive or negative? And I think this question also came from uh, Haley. I'm going to let you, of course, expand on your question, but, you know, and, and, the Princess and the Frog, Tiana is a black character and Disney decided to do this, is decided to do this thing where black, uh, the, all women, all the Roman characters don't need a love interest. They don't need to be saved, right? To counter-indict this narrative of damsel in distress, right? But black women always in media have always been shown as super strong, as, you know, they don't need no man, as independent and we never have to be saved and no one is ever gonna, we save everybody else, We don't. no one saves us. Mm-hmm. And so when you, uh, so like in Princess and the Frog, it's like maybe that character should have had a moment to be saved right like maybe that would be a little more powerful powerful for people who see a black woman you saving too so Haley, i'm gonna let you take i'm gonna let you answer first and go in first because this is your question I but mean, i would want to add context i mean yeah you basically said exactly everything that i was gonna say you know we if we're talking about disney you know disney has definitely changed its way of storytelling and wanting yeah. to be more quote-unquote politically correct and wanting mm-hmm you know, women especially to have more agency and not have to be saved. And I always, you know, I was I always liked Princess and the Frog, but there was always kind of a chip on my shoulder with Princess and the Frog. And I never really knew like what it really was. Um, and I do think a large part of it was this issue. Um, and Raquel, you really honestly just said it, but yeah, when, when we're young, right, we're, we're, we're told about Sleeping Beauty, Little Red Riding Hood, all these different things, right? But storytelling is also where we get our understandings about relationships, family dynamics, um, about identity, um, about values, about um, um, just 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 different things. And one of the values that we take from childhood is that when a white woman cries, we have to save her. I feel like there is a direct line between mm-hmm. the fables and fairy tales that we that we hear as kids and the ability for white women and some other unmelanated women to use their tears as weapons, right? Because when Sleeping Beauty had her stuff, someone dropped everything what they were doing to save her. When Little Red Riding Hood got lost, someone dropped everything to save her. And so I asked myself, you know, although we want to have more agency, is is this trope bad for the Black woman? Because we're never seen in this light. I wonder if we had stories like that um, in media or in other arenas where we were saved, would society view us differently? You know, would we be able to have, you know, wars be fought over us? You know, would we be able to, you know, have people take us seriously when we're in pain. Um, So that's kind of where this came from. And it might be an unpopular opinion, but I honestly don't think the damsel damsel in distress would be terrible for Black women. Um, I I agree. I think so often in media, especially, we are portrayed as either the mammy or the strong black woman. We're not allowed to have an off day. We're not allowed to be nuanced. 
we're pretty much taking care of everybody in our family. And I think as black women, we know that in real life anyway. Like, yeah, never is there really a time where we can truly just like be and just be. Like never really is there a time. And I think all black women, no matter where you come from, no matter your walk of life, you at the end of the day know this. And so I think kind of going back to kind of prioritizing the different stories that we tell, I think it's important to, even though I know that nine times out of 10, that's not how life is for me, at least. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see it in media. It's nice to see it played out because it changes, shifts, it shifts my way that I'm like, oh, you know, like, hmm, I can't be saved. Like, I don't need to do everything. I don't need to be the one that saves the day. And while it's like, yes, we, you know, agency and, you know, I, I agree with everything, but I think if we're thinking about the world that we want to see and we're thinking about how storytelling is so integral in how society, you know, socializes itself, Right. I have to agree with Haley that if we had had more of those um, stories like these, and I'm sure there are, they probably have just been like hidden and buried over time because of colonization yeah. and racism. But um, <laughs> of course, what else? <laughs> but, you know, I think definitely if you would see a maybe not a huge difference, but definitely a, a shift how society treats us. Yeah. I agree. And honestly, when it first started, I was not on the other end, but both of you <laughs> kind of like, I was like, why do I need to be a damsel? But I think that the reason why I'm like, why do I need to be a damsel? Is because I've never seen myself be a damsel. Right. Like, I think that like, at first I was like, oh, I repelled it because again, when we were talking about the layers, one of my layers is being, I'm strong. I got it. I don't need yeah. no man. I'm, that's mm-hmm. one of my layers. So I'm actually, I was like, oh, I don't need that. But I think listening to it, I'm like, hmm, would I have been a little different had I, had I, had I seen that that was a possibility being a possibility of like oh people going to war over me that like that's a thing like oh I can actually be crying in my room and someone's going to go through hell and high water to come and make sure I'm good like <laughs> like like that the knowing that's a possibility sounds wild and like that sounds like a great thing to see I think that again well I guess it's just gonna be my theme here is again balance it'd be good if we saw both. If we saw mm-hmm. the Black woman getting on her own, but if we also saw her being able to be delicate and we saw yeah. her being able to have someone to come and get her, that she ain't got to put the world on her shoulder. Actually, somebody else can come get the world for her. She ain't got to really do too much. Yeah. And I think this is like outside of like movies, I think it's also the thing that got in my mind while we were also talking about this is Black women in luxury. We can't get nut. We can't like, we can't, like, I know this is like off topic kind of. No, like, it's we can't topic. get saved. We can't get saved. And then once I got it on my mind, on my own, you mad because I'm buying bags, I'm buying these things. Like, we can't even have luxury. We can't, we can't wait for men, but we can't get it on our own. It's never right. Like, you didn't we buy that Tesla, thing? girl. Your man bought that Tesla for you. You did and not earn that. Your credit is not good enough what? for that. No, um, so I personally, I feel like a damsel in distress character is something I want to, at least a black damsel in distress character, I want to see at all facets of life. Because at first, when I thought about this question, I was like, yeah, I need that as a little girl. I want to see myself when I'm a little girl. So I grow up like knowing that's a possibility. But at 25 or 30, like black women also deserve to be saved. We deserve to be saved at all like levels of our life. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see a, a, you know, I mean, and I also just don't want it to be black Cinderella, right? Like don't make Cinderella black. Because we yeah, know Cinderella and nearly as a white Brandy character. Brandy did what she had to do. Yes. No, this is no shade to Brandy. This is no shade to Brandy, y'all. I'm sorry. But no, but you know, like making someone black doesn't just make it like impactful. When we know when we know the story so well, like, you know, 
I feel like you know Cinderella before you actually watch Cinderella. It's that popular of a story that like you know this character is a white woman. You know the the prince and the slipper and the ball and you know the prince and yeah. and she only doesn't do that much besides clean for real. And you know that I want something like that. Please give us the black a black just a black story completely separate, right? I don't want Cinderella. I don't want don't give us Rapunzel. Don't give us anything that you already have, right? I want something completely separate. I would honestly, I feel like the most, at least where I really wouldn't see it, is like those teen rom coms. I'm such a teen rom com. Oh, I love you know, the teen rom com. You know, oh my God. where the the teen boppers, where the <laughs> fine jock or whatever swoops in and saves the nerd because the mean cheerleader is being mean to the nerdy girl. And he's like, hey. And they, for some reason, they <laughs> broke up. They always break up. And he's like, hey, don't do that. She doesn't deserve that. Or for some reason, she helps him study or whatever. And, and then, you know, he stands up and stands up for her. He takes a second. He, you know, the first time we doesn't and when, when it counts he does I, just give us that just give me that, that. like amazing that's, me up that is for that. so sad it is so <laughs> sad because i feel like honestly i have no faith in feeling like that could ever be a thing only reason why is because whenever we do have something like that especially if we're talking about the media right at the mm -hmm. end of the day this is the marketplace right it never sells people don't want to see that Romeo and Juliet, Shond Shondaland, when that came out, with, when the black girl was um, Juliet. Juliet, yeah. Was done in two episodes. Yeah, right? that got canceled even, pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I didn't even knew about that. So yeah. I, I didn't remember. I think I watched the first episode. I wasn't really sold on it. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't think Talk it was going to be canceled. <laughs> Talk about the world trying to save a woman, Romeo and Juliet, where this man, Romeo, is supposed to be killing off everyone for the sake of their love. And it couldn't even, and, it, and it's and it's a Shakespearean um, novel. Like people know this, like that's yeah. why they thought it was gonna have traction, traction, but no, put a dark skin, specifically black woman playing it and it was gone like before it even started. Gotcha, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. That was that was gone. So it's like when that story does kind of create, like, do people really want to see that? And you know what? I think okay. So this is kind of probably gonna lead into my next question. Like, do you think a part of that is because black people don't like because it's because we are so we just know it's not we don't see it in real life that we don't want to see it in our media that like I feel like sometimes people feel a lot of pressure to re a lot of black audience, especially when it comes to black things, they want to see what they see in real life on their TV screen, right? And um. I bring this up because my main, my next question is about black trauma real quick. We're going to, we're going to switch things up or whatever. Um, okay. So the, how do I, how do I, how do I build this question? I could go to so many <laughs> yeah, directions. I could go to so many, I, I feel like I can go to so many di directions. Um, and, uh, it's relevant. It's trust me, it's, it is relevant, but, um, there are a lot of shows and things out there that I feel are probably what people are asking you know okay when them came out a few weeks ago or like a month ago and it was trash i actually watched them as a horror yeah. fan i love horror right like i did an entire episode just about the black horror genre about, about horror in general about the horror genre mm -hmm. and then what black horror looks like and people are already over black horror stories and i'm like we don't have that many sorry first that's my first thing we don't have enough for me to really say we're we're over it there are a lot of horror <laughs> movies but black horror movies at least modern it's it's jordan peele got it and then antebellum i it's hard to say a horror film because it wasn't scary to me um 
I'm I'm really struggling here to think of black horror, current black horror movies, y'all. But it's it was Get Out and Us, and he created his own formula, right? And both of I wouldn't say Us is as much about race as Get Out is, and that one to me that one's clearly about class. But you know, Black Twitter was just like I'm sick of seeing trauma in my films, right? And then I was watching like I like to watch like people's opinions, so I'll get on YouTube and watch some of my favorite commenters, commenters I've never heard of, and get their opinion on it. On it, and somebody was like, I don't want trauma in my horror movies, and I was like, pause, 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 pause. It's all trauma. The horror genre is trauma, right? Like any good horror yeah. movie, Haley, you're muted. Any good horror movie literally has trauma, right? Like Hereditary, which is one of my most recent favorites, is all about family trauma. The grandmother dies and her cult is haunting everybody, right? And <laughs> shit hits the fan. Midsummer is a breakup movie. Her, it's a, it's a. Sudden she's getting over her sister and her family's death, and then it's a breakup trauma movie, right? And then. Even your slasher movies are usually based in some sort of trauma where like the the killer usually like, you know, Mike is crazy and he kills his sister and then he yeah. gets hospitalized. And then the whole town has to deal with that trauma. And like every <laughs> Halloween he comes back and he's like, eh, 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 you know, like, <laughs> so it's just like trauma isn't a bad thing, right? And then I think, I do think it's interesting though, how like and when we see black horrors, we like, we don't want black people talking about their, hor- their trauma and horror genres or just in movies in general. And to me, I was thinking, I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's not fucked up, right? Like, because I will say now, racial trauma doesn't need to be in everything, but we're black. Some of us, all of us have racial trauma. But then yeah. of course, you know, some things, maybe what they need to say is, hey, maybe you can make, different traumas can arise. It doesn't have to only be racial. You can be black and have racial trauma, but of course you might, um, might've been sexually assaulted, right? You might have family trauma. Mom, mom might've been mean, right? Dad might've been mean. You don't know, like, um, friend trauma it could be multiple school trauma it can be something right but like i don't think it's fair to say that like people can't just put their trauma in movies and um so i will say so my question overall is are characters that do not carry trauma interesting to black audiences does trauma dive into too many does trauma drive too many modern black modern narratives in general well, I can't touch on. I don't like horror movies, so okay. I can't, okay, so I, I was using horror as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. <laughs> I was saying I can't. I can't answer. I can't touch on horror because I don't like horror in general. I don't really get it. No, but that's okay. I say, I'll say, tr- black racial trauma, yes, can be integrated into some things, but I don't need it all. I don't. I just don't want to always watch TV to always be hella realistic. Like, okay, so just an example: Queen and Slim, mm-hmm. like. Spoiler oh. alert, I hope everyone already watched it because I'm about to tell the ending. At the end, they both <laughs> die. And then everyone's like, well, that's realistic. One, the whole movie's kind of unrealistic. So why couldn't we just have a happy, we couldn't even have a happy ending. I think, yeah. you know, for me, if we're going to go unrealistic, I'd rather us go all the way in. I want them out in, in Cuba, like hanging Chilling. out, smoking cigars at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't want, if they go through all this, I don't want the overrealistic, they die. I don't want that. That's not what I want. So I think that it's like a, it's like a yes trauma, but also if we're going to just, if we're going to have the trauma in there, it doesn't mean that we have to like always make it so realistic to the real trauma we have. Like, I feel like if we're writing it. It could be whatever we want it to be. Why do we have to make it realistic to the point where like, it's all about that. Or on the other side, I did watch them obviously, cause again, scary, but mm-hmm. like to know that it's all about racial, well, from what I see, it's all about racial trauma. There's other traumas outside of that, that I think I could have seen like without the white people or without all of that i feel like i don't know there are other traumas that we could also talk about and be black if we're talking about horror i too am a horror fan i will say i will gleefully watch horror 
movies and TV shows at 12 at midnight before I mm-hmm. go up the next day. I, I enjoy it. And I think <laughs> it is because it's so, some of, some of the plots, most of the plots are so asinine. Like we know this would never happen <laughs> in real life, maybe. Um, that I'm just like, wow, like this is just so fun <laughs> to watch. And maybe I'm uh, crazy. Anyway, when we think about horror films, TV shows, specifically black people, it, it seems to be that always the heart, it has some underlying in race or racism. Uh-huh. And we get it, you know, right? Like you said, Black people, as some, in some way, shape, or form, are always going to, you know, experience that. Some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. It might be at different levels. It might be at different magnitudes, but we're going to experience it. And so it is relatable for a lot of Black people. By the same time, speaking about them, I, I'm not going to say, I hated it. I really it was bad no it was bad (laughs) because not only was it very uncomfortable to watch like I was very uncomfortable watching it the entire time because it was trauma porn for the most part for black people and it's like why can't we have black people in horror movies and we're talking about trauma that's not I mean we can hint at race sure if that's what we're gonna do but Uh I don't think the whole plot the whole series the whole everything needs to be because I'm black. And, uh-huh. yeah. and I think we have other traumas, you know, mental health, like uh-huh. mental, mental health. health. And I think it's important to showcase that, that we do have other traumas that may be re- related to, you know, race and racism. But, you know, like they're, again, multifaceted. You know, there's other traumas that we can talk about. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't play into trauma porn. I really don't like it. And it has become a trend in modern, I feel like, black heart horror. It's just like antebellum, for example. I'm not really gonna say that's horror. I, I don't know what that was. It, it wasn't. It, 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 it was weird. <laughs> but I'm just like I didn't categorically. You can spoil like, the end if you want to. Okay. I'll spoil it in my answer, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I I wanted to watch it because I I love um Jenna Monet. Yes, but Queen. I was just like, what is this? Like, did we need this? <laughs> like, movies could have still moved forward without mm-hmm. that being added to the. <laughs> to the catalog because I feel like it was like a playoff of get out I'm not sure what it was trying to do but I was just like we could have lived without this and I don't even think the story needed to be told I'm sorry no okay so I think you're right okay so them just real quick them bothered me I think honestly I didn't really mind the entire concept of them like a haunted like white people being upset at black folks right like or you know because you're moving to this neighborhood but to me they had a lot going they picked like every racial theme instead of just picking one yes. racial theme and I was like this the don't make baby. no sense the baby scene I absolutely hated that scene like, was that unnecessary in there. that was unnecessary <laughs> but my biggest problem honestly was that like this black horror show did not develop the black characters. You didn't understand why the black characters hated what they, or like had an issue or their trauma was like the daughter is, um, wants to be white. They never, they never, it's just out of nowhere. She just wants to be white. And I guess it's supposed to come on the bluest eye. And you're like, where did that come from? The daughter has this obsession with this teacher. And you're like, I don't get where this come from. The husband has this trauma from world war two. And, but also there are no, there are no, they're not, so not going through all the details of like what their traumas were, yes, but also they right. don't have any nuance outside their trauma. And to me, I was like, who are these people outside of like these issues and the hauntings, right? It's way more interesting to me to say, hey, this is what they, this is who they were before. This is who the character usually is. But when you don't get that, you don't care. Honestly, I didn't care about the black family at the end of the show. Like I didn't care. Cause I was like, <laughs> you didn't build the world. You didn't build these characters. Yeah. The husband and wife, they don't even touch. I'm like, this, are, this, is this a loving family? Like, this is weird. 
And to me, that yeah. I think, and um, I, two of the executive producers is Lena Waithe and this other oh. guy, something Prince, I forget, something Prince or whatever. And Lena Waithe, I have issues with everything that she's probably put out since, uh-huh. since like that one I mean, episode she won for um, a Master of None. A lot of things I just I do not like. We're going back to Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim, it lost me as a really good movie when the, the sex scene was also shot with the scene where the kid gets shot in the face, and I was like. I was like, why is he getting? Sh-? I was like, since when do kids shoot police? What editing is this? It was it threw me off so much. I was like, what? I was like, this. I said, this doesn't make this doesn't make much sense. Like, why is the love scene with the scene of violence? Like, this is not this is not work. This is not it's not even a kink. Like, I didn't know what to call. It. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> it's so kink. weird. And then you know, I was just like, even the whole ending where it's like, oh, the black guy sells them out. I guess, I guess. But you're right. Like it's just like you should. They shouldn't. They should have been able to get it off. But also, I think this question is that like. Uh, so here, I want to get back to what you said about you know where racial trauma is going to always be involved. But to me, I feel like a lot of black, at least black Twitter, uh, from going off picking picking a group, black Twitter wants no racial thing, and I'm like, that's just not realistic. Now, because if we watch a sh- if we watch a show with black characters who never inter- interfere with racism, unless it's unless it's Black Panther, right? Like even Black Panther <laughs> racism in it though, like. Um, it just wouldn't make any sense to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, y'all. So we can't just ask for racism to be removed. I'm not, and you know, 100%, but I feel like that's all people are asking for. Always want black people to be, right? I just want black people to be. And so there are so America. many, huh? I be can't what? even be in America. We like, can't, can't be. be. We can't be. There is no way to be in this, in this country. Unless and even in fantasy worlds, there's always gonna be some like, or maybe in fantasy worlds like Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, racism doesn't exist anymore. But Star Wars was racist when it first came out because there's no black characters, and that's the whole Af- we had developed Afrofuturism because Star Wars didn't get their shit together, right? Like, um, so Haley, and go so ahead real quick. And so that's kind of where I feel like I I hold an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I want to use the word respect. Like I respect every single time. Like when I see a movie that is talking about or, or discussing or touching, you know, slavery or black pain or however you want to categorize it, primarily because when I like like you're like you're talking about, you know, I understand like I don't want to be re-triggered, right? I don't want to be upset. I don't want to put someone in a in a place where they don't want to be. But it is the issue of like I don't want to be erased. You know, like my history has this about it. And in order to understand who I am and how I make meaning about my situation in my life, you can't erase it. And that's what the rhetoric kind of has been. And, you know, I talked to you about this before, like when I see other communities, other communities don't run away from telling their story and they don't even think that- They don't. And they don't even think that it's enough. Like our black community is saying like, we need to stop. We have too much of this. You know how many Holocaust movies there are? A you, lot. You there is the one World War II movies are like Literally. every other year. I promise and, you. <laughs> and here's the thing. And here's the thing. I have found that when communities don't run away from their past, they make progress. So I'm gonna give you an example. Let's talk about the Jewish community. Okay. Did you know? Like you can actually go on like the 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 National Holocaust website.org. There are roughly like 20 or 30 states where Holocaust education is mandatory, okay? Mm -hmm. And there are more, I think there was something where like 
more, more than 50% of states also have a Holocaust museum, right? Here's a community that's not running away from this. And yet slavery education is not mandatory, right? And how we teach it, whether it's taught or not, there is not a, a museum or anything about, you know, black lives or slavery in some states and some towns. And so I kind of feel like if we do away with it, we're losing something because when we don't call attention to something, when we're, when we don't revisit something, then that's when the forgetfulness comes and the erasure comes. And I just feel like other communities have been able to use it to their advantage and we've run away from it. And I think that we, it seems like it's a lot, like there's a lot because first and foremost, we've grown up in an era where like it's been nothing but media, but in the grand scheme of things and in terms of every, every outlet that we have, there aren't that many about that. And I think we kind of talked about it earlier, a lot of the this speech is coming from people that weren't born in America, you know, or you know, don't want to identify as being black or something like that. So hmm. it's an unpopular opinion that I have, but I do feel like we're we're losing something if we totally ignore it. Um, I, Haley, uh, I don't think. Oh, Iris, right, so you want to go ahead? I just, uh, yeah, I have some real <laughs> one thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the thing about uh, the Holocaust and stuff like that is I understand I agree I uh, understand, but at the end of the day, they're white, and I think at the end of the day that it's going to be more accepted because they are like they they're going to put these museums up and they're going to do those things because they are white. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at the end of the day, there's a racial there's just racial no matter what we're not going to have as many because we're black and like they don't want they don't want that regardless because they're because we are not we don't look like we don't we don't look like them we aren't we aren't white so that's just it, it no matter what and i also would say that we have we haven't even we've had all of these slave movies that if you talk to people that like can like trace their heritage or stuff like that they can say that we haven't even touched on how horrible slavery was so yeah. to me, i'm thinking about we have all these movies we have all these things. We talk about this trauma porn. We talk about slavery all the time. We have 12 years of slave, a slave movie every single day. We still haven't made the progress. We still haven't done these. We still haven't gotten the museums. We still haven't. So then why keep traumatizing ourselves when really ain't nothing? We ain't, if we're, if we aren't about to touch on how horrible white people actually are, then what's the point of doing a movie? I don't want a white savior because they're not. They're not going to save you because they didn't save you back then either. So if we're not going to go deep in how horrible they actually are, then we don't, I feel like we don't need it. And if we aren't going to, if we aren't going to address how horrible they are then and now, come, still to this day, then I don't know how we're going to, like, yes, things have become more systematic, so it has changed. But if we're not going to address and have those things kind of meet, we're making it seem, white people watch these movies and be like, wow, so glad it's not like that anymore. They leave those movies every time, like, wow, that's crazy, which I went to back then. Well, nah, man. To yesterday when you had said the thing about my hair and my head wrap that was similar to this like things are still happening so I feel like while yes we have all these movies the purpose that they are trying to reach which I think is what the same thing you're saying the purpose they're trying to reach has not been met so then it's like are the movies meeting that or not um well I think well I think it's kind uh, of unfair to like just solely put the progress that we want to be solely based off of movies because oh yeah no no yeah no I'm saying though that if we're looking at cinema as like a mechanism for change, it's mm-hmm. one of the things that mm-hmm. can help that. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I okay, so, don't. so Haley, 
I don't think your opinion is unpopular because I agree with it, actually. Um, I mean, it probably still might be unpopular, but I do personally <laughs> agree. You know, it, it might be. I do. I, I do think everything. I just think that there are like an artist. I'm going to combine your answer as well, because I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I, I get it because I've thought about this multiple times. I, I sit there and really think about slave movies deeply because it, com it comes up all the time, like on any, yeah. any social media platform um, and just being black slavery always pops up. But I think that we need deeper slave movies. And so we definitely need some slave movies that are not with the white hero or with some slave movies that we've already seen multiple times. I mean, but others, and I think that we need slave movie, we need multiple slave movies about the same people. Like Harriet Tubman is an American hero, you know, like, like a, an American hero. And there can be so many different parts of our life that we can look at. And Harriet Tubman to me deserves more than one movie. Like, personally just on the, i just i think she deserves more than a movie right you're trying to put a 20 dollar bill give her some movies you know she deserves more than one and we need like and you know we can definitely and we just need to go a little bit deeper than what you know it has i think i know people have issues with the cynthia revo thing i don't want to get into that right now but um and i i understand the issues but the movie itself was really good and i was like oh i really enjoyed this i've never seen harriet tubman on screen not unless she's playing a random side character who has two lines and that's like they're, they're like that's harriet you know there's always that movie where there's like frederick Douglass gave a speech and then that's harriet and you're just like okay <laughs> don't know why these are right here or whatever but um i personally like think that our history does deserve to be seen on screen and i just think like you said it needs to be a little bit deeper and give a little more truth because to be honest like most people learn through movies so i don't want to discredit movies and say that they're the only um thing but think about it when black panther came out white people were like oh i didn't know we have these issues within the black community you know what i mean like it was it was eye-opening so it's like i think people pay attention and that but in those most of the time it's only people's like reverence like i don't story world war ii y'all i don't story world war one world war ii but when i was 1917 i understood a little bit better right i was like oh i like this you know i i under i understand i can appreciate it a little bit more as a movie and historical piece right um i just i definitely get upset though when it is like really crappy slave movies or like uh Problematic slave movies, like what's the one that um, who was the actor who has been canceled and has came back in that movie American Skin? Does anybody know Nat his name? Turner, the real, Na the, the Nat real? Turner movie, oh, yeah. or the movie where no black woman spoke, and it was just like Nat Turner was just weird. Oh, and there was wow. a lot of weird things happening. I didn't see the movie, but I definitely read a few reviews, oh, wow. and I and I was like, movies slave movies like that don't need to exist. They mm -hmm. just don't, and so. You know, I really enjoyed 12 Years a Slave. I have not watched it since the first time I watched it, but I do think it's an important movie to show that like, I think that's a movie where you can be like, no, it was terrible because the fact that you can be pulled pulled from a, a life of freedom and into slavery, I think that's something that we that a lot of white people found out during 12 Years a Slave, right? But we knew that, but you know, and also I think like, um, the white savior thing in slave movies has to go because it's just like they weren't saving us and white people should not be able to feel decent about their whiteness when they come out of slave movies they need to be like this was this is a privileged skin i live in what should i do to fix it i think that's really what i want to see come out from slave movies in the future i don't want movies where everyone is equal and shit. that's just not cool no no, no, no. Especially when that white woman, white women get a lot of credit in slave movies, in old slave movies. They get a lot of credit, and that's got to go too. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, you had your hand raised. <laughs> I, my last hot take for this specific topic: take horror out of the conversation for a bit. And, oh, for sure. And and just focus on how yeah, telling stories really does transform 
a lot. It might not be the end all is all, but it does transform a lot. And so I do agree that these are stories that still need to be continued to be told. I think there can be a different way to tell them that isn't necessarily re-traumatizing Black people. And I only say this because I work very closely with a lot of drama therapists when mm-hmm. I, you know, write plays when I when I work on shows you know when I do dramaturgy all those things because I want to make sure that the people involved one in that process of acting are not you know like losing it so Mm -hmm. and so that they have that support and also so that it is still powerful enough where I'm getting the message I'm getting the education but I am still prioritizing black people's care which I also don't think happens a lot in movies and when we mm. when we think about production just as a whole and so this is this is my hot take just as somebody who is in like the theater storytelling world but i think stories need to be told and i think there's power in the stories and i think it's how we approach the storytelling from beginning to end and that includes protect production the hiring process the auditions to the shooting to the editing to the actual you know here is the product and I think, it, you know, it comes to that because like Iris said, like, yeah, things are getting done, but it's like, it's not getting done. And it's not so, moving like, as fast as it should. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, how do we still put out these shows, these movies without necessarily like, I wish I never watched them, for example. Like I, I really could have truly lived without that. I don't think that added any great discourse, honestly, that we didn't already have existing in movies prior, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when I was watching, I was like, did these actors have access to therapy? Because this is a very traumatizing story. We're talking about them, right? And them. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I was sitting there. I was like, the, like the little girls, I'm like, are, are they in therapy when they're doing this? Like, this is a very traumatizing story to retell because it is somebody's truth at the end of the day. But it's like, how can you process these types of things? And you're just like throwing, I don't know, we're getting off topic, but. You know, no, no, you're right. reminds me of, your suggestion reminds me of how like mainstream we've had, we've has become um, intimacy coaches, I think they're called. Like in, like in the cinema theater world, like it's now part of every single process. And I don't know, I don't know if there are um, the equivalent to that, I guess for, you know, black based films but i think that's something that should be done yeah um so sahara since you're in theater i don't know if you saw this play but did you see jeremy o'harris's slave play did you did you see it because i feel like this is relevant to i feel like this is relevant i haven't looked at that yet i did i i saw it so can i have your thoughts on that especially since we're talking talking about like like you you know you write up theater slavery and i know that i know the twist i don't know if you guys know the twist but i do know that i i saw a review i get spoiled for me i still want to see it even though i've heard good and bad things about it and i heard white people walked out one way and black people walked out another (laughs) Uh, oh it's on google do you want me it's okay to spoil is like everyone okay here if i spoil a little bit of it go for it Haley, are you okay if you spoil it? I, I was asking a question. Is the full thing on Google? Because it says Slave Play Broadway, 51 minutes. Oh, it might be. You might. Oh, I, I thought the, the I thought the ri- oh, if it's on Google, I'm no, I'm gonna watch it later. <laughs> you might have to, you might have to pay for it, but it might be. I wouldn't be surprised. I see a lot of Broadway shows on Google. I mean, on YouTube nowadays, yeah. But um, <laughs> mm, I heard about this one. I think it was interesting because I do work so closely with drama therapists, mm-hmm. and so. 
and I see the process. Like I was in a drama therapy play. Like I was, you know, facilitated in that way. So in the second half of the show where it's like the plot twist is like, this is actually like a therapy, like a therapy, like this is their therapy plan. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Because they are essentially for anyone who didn't watch it, it's essentially about like interracial race-based trauma. These are couples who are interracial and like these therapists have developed this mechanism, this way that they can like connect more with each other. So they're like, supposed to be role-playing back in like antebellum times in the south where there it, 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 iris is like there's there's like rape scenes like fully on stage yeah and, and i want to support i do i really want to support black artists queer black artists i really do but one of my there was like a form after i saw it, like what are your thoughts about it and i i was like did you consult any therapist when you like created this play? Because I fully was traumatized for the, for, for the I heard it was, I heard it was a mess. And I mean, didn't Jeremy, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I remember reading about it, like he wrote it in his master's program, right? Like he wrote it oh. and like, it, it was like, he's like just graduated from school, I believe. Like when he, when he, when it was yes. like, before I was on Broadway. So I doubt, to answer your question, I doubt it. <laughs> I, this I, have a question, I have a question because I, I, I didn't watch it. Uh-huh. Are you saying like it was a mess, but was it still enlightening That's or was it just like they don't need okay. it? Like, this to be is honest, is it one of those things yes. that you said where it was like, we actually kind of need this regardless of how kind of like really bad this is. The second, the second act did bring it around because in the second act, they kind of are like situated on the stage, like they're they're in therapy. And so they're debriefing like the role-playing that they had just done, which was very violent. I wanna say they literally staged rape and a lot of different things. I just- I did hear about this, but goodness. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. I think the second act redeemed itself because they were actually processing what happened and like the characters were saying like this and this. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But I think just like, <laughs> The first half was just so much for me. And when I saw the word slave play, I'm thinking this is just another play about slave, which, you know, might be the gimmick for him. You know, this is probably what brought people in to kind of see it. So I will say that it, I think it's an important play for people who need to see that. I'll, I'll say I'll say it like that. I, I, don't, I think I could have lived without it. I don't think I needed it, but if like white people, I think they probably got something out of it. Black people, gotcha. I don't think they I got know who you. Well, that's Rihanna. how it usually goes: is that one gets out of something out of it, and the other one doesn't. Um, yeah. Like Haley, I haven't watched it, um, but I do have one question. So when you say the interracial couples, is is it mixed? Is it all mixed in there? And I it's mean, multiple it's a, couples. It's multiple so, couples. Like, there's black women and white men. There's homosexual. Like there's gay. There's a gay couple. There's um. A, I think there's a lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. There's um, a black woman and a white guy, a, a white woman and a black guy. And so, so there's a diverse, you know, representation of, of the couples. And I think one, one guy is actually not white. And this is a part of the plot. He keeps saying like, oh, like, you know, I'm not white, I'm not white. And he's like, well, you're pretty white adjacent. So kind of come bringing in some colorism um, too. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for me to answer Haley's question, I think, it was beneficial for like white people to watch for black people. I don't think, and that's, you'll see those reviews. Like white people will be like, Oh, love it. Social justice. Wow. And yeah. we're like, I don't, I didn't need that. I, I, didn't I mean, need I think I just got it. It's a play on word, isn't it? Yeah. Slave play. play. Slave yeah. It's like role play. Like, you know, sl- like, uh, was it slave plays a whole like sex kink? 
it's a whole like thing. So uh, yeah, I think that's where he was. Huh? Haley, what'd you say? I said, which some people don't agree with and some people actually do agree with. Yeah, it just, it depends. But I I do know that like, I know Rihanna was his inspiration. Like Rihanna saw it. Like the opening uh, of the play is, uh, is it Bitch yeah. I Have My Money or Work? Oh, it's work. Like she's, like, the black woman's yeah. twerking to work in the opening mm -hmm. scene. And so a lot of people were like, what? This is this is not what I expected. Like this is, I thought I was seeing a slave movie, right? Or a slave play. And that's not what this is. So I know that movie, I, I bring it up because I think um, I just, it's just, I think one of those things that is it, is it considered a trauma or is it considered uh you know something that really just punches and needs to be said right like i don't know this so shit I, sounds wild i'm like reading it I'm it is re it is a wild look it up crazy is it something that i would pay 250 dollars again to see never again in my life no but <laughs> and that's broadway that's also that lets you know too accessibility when it comes to broadway and theater you know who the audience was i'm sorry yeah it wasn't black people i'm sorry it wasn't it was very much like liberal white people mm -hmm. and that oh, was target and that's why and i say and that's why i say i would i love to support black artists black queer artists i'm i'm a theater artist so i want to see you know anything everything whatever but it was very clear that the audience was not us and that's okay you know sometimes the audience does need to be white people you know they do need to be educated but you can very much tell just on for everything it, it was it was i want to say a mess i'm glad i watched it i wouldn't pay to to put more than 200 dollars for it like i did but um yeah that could be a whole episode in and of itself but yeah <laughs> i will that say also I think slave movies always get a lot of credit and are always seen as like good movies and Oscar movies because the people, you know, this, this goes to like who's critiquing the movies, who the first critiques to, critics to see it. And it's all these white people who are just like, they don't want to say a slave movie is bad. So they be like, oh, it, it was good. Like you can, they can't say a slave movie is, cause they feel racist, <laughs> right? And a part of that is like, y'all should get more comfortable with slavery. Um, Y'all should get a little more comfortable with slavery to say this is a bad movie, right? Because what they do is, they, you know, they con folks into being like, you should go see this movie. Um, that's, that's a whole other conversation. But I think the reason why you like slave play and a lot of slave movies get so much credit. Like, I know the Nat Turner movie got a lot of credit. And every time Black people saw it, they were like, this is a bad movie. Just in general, that was a bad movie. Outside of the whole, we're talking about slavery thing. And I don't want to stay on slavery for long. So does anybody have, anybody have anything else to say about slave movies um, or I trauma? I just say that if Jeremy O'Harris does happen to listen to this... <laughs> He probably will not. He probably will not. <laughs> but, I okay. out there because it, it would be my luck. I do not want to say the ba the play was bad, and I do not want to like take anyone's agency to actually go watch it. Please mm -hmm. do watch the play. It, it there are a, there is a lot to take from it. I mm -hmm. just feel like again to drive this home that it was definitely meant for a different audience, and I'll just leave it at that. But, I I'm yeah. still going to go see it probably. Even with all the critiques and all the wildness, I'm still going to go see it. <laughs> but okay, so, you know, what always comes up, like after we talk about trauma and black movies and whatnot, we always talk, people always want to talk about like, oh, um, I just want to see black people be, right? And to me, there are, and they're like, there are no shows where black people just exist. And I'm like, I don't know about that. At, at least for me as someone who like loves TV and movies, I think there are multiple shows and TVs that do that. Now, to me, it comes off like, it's just not your cup of tea. Be and I bring this up because, so the question is literally like, why do you think, okay. So I think about shows like a Black Lady Sketch show, Two Dip Queens, Z-Way, who just put her show out, which is like just more of a talk show. Sila um, and the Spades, I think is a black movie where I think people are just existing. Um, there to, to me, there is a lot of like random 
people shows and like channels that produce like black shows um i think betty is another good one when people are black people are just existing but the mainstream or maybe the people who everyone who's watching power what isn't watching z-way essentially is my point right and so my question is is like why do you think that's silly and this is going back to black women why do you think that silly or goofy black women who are generally more accepted in white audiences like because to be honest like if we're talking about people who follow Z-Way or who follow Two Dope Queens, because I listened to the podcast and I watched HBO special, it was all white people in the audience. But I mean, I just couldn't afford tickets or I just didn't know they had tickets when they were recording. So I would have been in the audience if I could have, right? But I find that like a lot of black people talk about things that people just existing. I'm like, well, it act now it's not it's not there to the numbers where white people have just like people, white people just being white, right? Like the numbers aren't the same, but they do exist. And to me, there's enough to kind of like pick and choose you know like so to me i'm always just like there are but maybe just in your type of cup of tea and so maybe you should say the black content of people just being is in my cup of tea versus it's not there because i think that this discredits black creators and black writers to be honest i think when you just say like oh um they don't they nothing's out there it's only like i think who was it roland martin decided to put out a tweet there's only like drugs and stuff he's talking about i guess he was talking about um uh, Snowfall, which is like the only drug show I can think of right now. Um, he that was just ignorance. I'm not even count, counting. I'm not counting him as legit. But you know, when it's only the popular shows getting traction, it's kind of just like who's that on the audience, or is that on? Of course, you can put on some marketing teams and stuff. But it's also like maybe it just doesn't appeal to you. Um, and maybe we switch up like what appeals to you, right? Like I don't know. I think there's multiple ways you can look at this. Does anybody have a answer? I feel like people. I think that it depends on what being looks like. Because the thing is, black people love ATL. And tell me another movie besides where they just they just around skating. No yeah. plot, just vibes, nothing mm-hmm. else. <laughs> roll bounce. They don't want nothing but roll around. There <laughs> are movies where black people are just being. And I think that those things are popular. So I don't think I think that people are like when they think of being, like I think that they're like they're mixed, they're just not fully understanding what being looks like all the time, or it's not their cup of tea, right? But that doesn't mean that there aren't these movies that are that are them just being but then the day what does being look like for black people it's not the same thing as being white it's not oh it's definitely not it's definitely not i mean like the movies that have white people being white it's definitely more like there's more of them and more casual because like it's just so easy and they don't do nothing oh that's yes it is easy (laughs) them being is ain't much going on so like when you say black people just be it's it's still it's never casual because our life isn't just like we aren't able to just be chilling. There's always something. Like uh, yeah. I think Sahara had said in the beginning, there's always something. We can't, it's not always just being. And I think yeah. that it's just that our movies look different on a regular being scale. Yeah, I mean, I think that well, usually the critique is like, two dope queens, you guys are too white. Z-Way, it's too, it's too white. But usually these char- these black women are talking about race. They're talking about, they're, they're making amazing so they're- joking. So I think that that's where the white people like it. It's oh, joking, it's so it feels digestible. Comedians. The funny mm, part of it makes okay. it digestible. If they were coming out in a tone like y'all white crackers is doing, they were like, "Oh, this is aggressive." Oh my god, they came no, this is too Umar. much. Yeah, it's like, too much. Is why aren't black people watching? Yeah, the question really isn't why. I mean, I watch, but yeah, I think that like black black Twitter is two dope t- queens was never trending. Like I'm using using them as a specific example, but there are multiple shows like Cela and the Spades to me was never t- was never trending. I think a lot of black people just didn't like it. They were just like, it's boring. I'm like, 
that's bean sometimes i mean the, the movie is trick is about a black girl who's like in charge of this group called the spades and she's at a boarding school i went to boarding school so to me i was like oh i relate to this now i didn't go to co-ed boarding school but to me it was just like you know this is just a black girl in charge and just being think- and you know to me it's like you can't call things just being boring like the photograph got called boring and to me that was a black love story of people just being there was no like huge dramatic drama of someone cheating on somebody and people were just like and I, I didn't like it it didn't appeal to me it's just like i think it's both <laughs> they were being and it was boring but it was no oh, and the, i'm not saying that i'm not saying all these things were good i'm not saying this is like 100 percent shouldn't no, for an oscar no, i agree with you on the photograph <laughs> i think that they were it was cute because they were being but they were being boring i mean the thing is like one i love awkward black men Lakeith is weird so like I like I like that like he's mm-hmm. weird and awkward like that's my thing so I'm like okay wow okay oh he liked this oh he's with RS cute but like it is being and it is boring but doesn't mean that we didn't watch it I mean we didn't digest it I think that we I think that the photograph I think we'll still watch that uh-huh. so to Haley's point on why don't we watch it I don't really have an answer for that besides the fact that they are kind of already saying things that we know so maybe we aren't as interested because like we're like yeah we know that Mm, yeah, we know okay. that we know that that's like crazy we know that the white people did this and this stuff there it's nothing new to us so it's not as like oh okay white people are like i've never known about that that sounds crazy do white people really do that oh my god but well, we already knew that so it's less entertaining no to us when we already know all of it we're like okay yeah i knew that cool no point okay i i think for me like and this is something that is actually probably going to come into conflict with what i had said earlier about trauma and slavery movies it's twofold the first one is I definitely do feel like there's a degree to which black people probably have gotten too comfortable or yeah, I guess too too comfortable with seeing themselves a mess or seeing themselves goofy or not in the best light or being joked about. Um, I think that that plays into that. But then I guess to your question of, you know, like why aren't they watching Z-Way why aren't they watching Black Girls Script or things like that or why are specific types of Black people watching it mm-hmm. um, to be quite honest I don't think Black people like satire and I feel like it has and, and that's what they do they they are making a comment on like something political or they're making a comment about something social and I don't want to be the one to be like you know we don't want to hear about politics or society and our jokes but that's kind of where I see the convergence is like, we no longer want to hear about politics. We no longer want to hear about society. You know, we, mm. we consume that too much and we're, we're always involved in that. So I only like slapstick, you know, comedy where like, you know, someone's physically getting hurt or like some mm-hmm. crude humor that has nothing to do with me. Like, I, d- I do feel like to Iris's point, I'm agreeing with her that, you know, we consume it too much so we don't like it but then I also kind of feel like the genre itself is not appealing I don't know if that's because I don't want to say like I don't want to I don't be this person that says this just say it Haley just say it basically I feel like a certain type of person watches Insecure a certain type of person watches Z-Way and quite frankly that person has you know, a different level of education or has like a different level of insight or something like that. And, you know, I don't want to be watching Kings of Comedy where someone's talking about this and that and boobs and all that stuff. That's not appealing to me. If you crack something about, you know, Stalin, I'm gonna be like, oh snap, that's crazy. (laughs) I I 
not everyone <laughs> not everyone is connected in that way have- I do think the new the the satire form of comedy is like you have to be politically like informed like you have to be like you have to understand yeah. maybe the Treaty of Versailles right like you have to understand <laughs> that Emily Dickinson was a lesbian right like those are things that you just have to know to understand especially like a lot of political comedy like you're right like the, I'm thinking about like the Daily Show I'm thinking about even like younger black comedians in general like at least the new generation like the newer generation like Jabuki you know I like his little stand-ups that he has on like Comedy Central's like YouTube like he talks about being gay like and so that's something you have to want to hear and not, mm. I guess not all black people want to hear about that. And oh, then also, girl. like, you have to, uh, you know, he's going to have a political, like, twist to it. Because it's just like, yeah. I mean, I feel like us, at least as millennials, like, we're all, we, we have become way more in tune than other generations, at least, like, just inherently. You know, when Trump became There's president, Dave I think that probably Chappelle. made a lot, a lot more of us political. Go ahead. Dave Chappelle was able to do it. And the only reason why he did was because he merged the two. He yeah. merged it very well. Dave Chappelle is, a, is, right? is truly... He didn't pick a side. He like got political, got social, but then he also brought in that humor, that crew, that disgust. It wasn't either or. But um, Dave Chappelle has tried to keep the same thing in 2020 when it has not worked because now it's like, Dave, your specials are homophobic and transphobic. I don't want to, at least, you know, us generations, we don't want to hear this. Like now my parents are probably like, oh, because, <laughs> you know, they think it's like, oh, we don't, you know, it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's just not sensitive. that smart. Huh? It's always, I feel like for, I'll say for my parents, they're like, oh, y'all are just so sensitive. Yeah. So it's like, like, where I'm like, no, those, that's harm. Harm to who? Oh, da, da, da. Like, I feel like they don't understand that it's harm. So then like, they find that type of stuff funny where I'm like, mm, that's harmful. Cringy. Like, that's not. Getting cringy in here. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know. Oh, no, yeah. I was just going to say to kind of piggyback off of Haley and Iris a little bit. I think a lot of this comes down to. And, and and I don't mean this in a in a way to you know come at anybody for you know upbringing or, or or education status or anything. But I think a lot of what people find funny, find palatable, find like oh this is digestible for me, like oh I get it, has a lot to to do with education, um, their identities, and 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 politics at the end of the day. And I feel like a certain person will find something else funny versus something of else funny and it has a lot to do with that and i feel like for a lot of black people <laughs> go ahead because i'm gonna get i think i'm gonna get spicier right after you i think i'm gonna get a little spicier than you're about to be so <laughs> for a lot of black people yeah and please correct me if this is a really sad hot take, but I feel like a lot of Black people do not want to go out of the way to educate themselves on a lot of different things so that it is, it's hard for them to find like satire funny or mm-hmm. or, or to um, really support X, Y, and Z. And I get it. And, uh, you know, that might do be a lot, you know, deal with racism and education systems and all these different things that, you know, at the end of the day, it's the system. But I think that maybe what it comes comes to, and, and I'm totally fine if people don't agree with that, but I think that's my hot take and I'm, uh, I think I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to join you in your hot take. And honestly, I think the thing I always hear about is like, you know, 
at least in my I, like as someone who likes to read and like does appreciate a good like political satire and stuff like and also i like my my comedy to be a little more maybe socially aware just i think it's 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 harder it's hard to make a good joke when you're socially aware versus just an easy like lazy slapstick joke to be honest so i maybe for me just as a fan of comedy it's just like i like it i like my jokes to be super smart because i'm like oh you worked for that like you really worked for that one versus just (laughs) saying like i like hennessy cocaine is you know i mean it's just whatever (laughs) you know it's just not as hard really but i feel like what it is is like every time i try to sit there and explain like hey like this is why this is the reason why everyone on twitter is complaining about this or everyone's offended by this is because a lot of people you can i've sat there and explained these things so many times and people are like well i actually disagree a lot of people (laughs) have sat there and just been like i disagree that you find this offensive and people like you people play it down to the whole sensitivity thing it's like no and i will say that you know i i i kind of put on my parents but now that I think about it, a lot more people our age, specifically one of the black men, well, um, they don't like to, um, they're the same way. Like they're, they are the same way. Like they are very much just like, oh, um, they say things like, oh, I'm cool with trans people existing. I'm cool with gay people, but still making the harmful jokes. It's like, well, you're, you must not be cool with it. Cause if you were cool with it, you wouldn't appreciate those jokes. You wouldn't tolerate that transphobia because you understand that it's harmful right so yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a lot I'm here with you uh, and you I, I i feel like you know people people do hide it behind the sensitivity but people also just don't they say i'm cool i think it's like also two there's multiple levels there's mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with like gay people or trans people and that's like layer one level like the next level is like completely understanding what's happening and what's going on so like you understanding that you aren't against trans people but then not understanding that shit's not a binary is a whole nother level yeah you're not understanding that people identify as they and them that's a whole nother level besides saying i'm just i i'm i'm not i'm not transphobic there's so many levels past just like oh i'm not an asshole and i feel like they don't get past that like oh i'm just i'm just i'm not against them they they can't get past that level to then be a, to then understand that all of this is systematic to make you not the fact that people this is another hot take I no don't go ahead go ahead the fact that people are still having gender reveals that shows that y'all aren't really as deep y'all not as deep as y'all y'all not as deep Girl. as you y'all think y'all are y'all I, not on another level y'all not on the same level y'all still having gender reveals. I cannot. Y'all, y'all still painting rooms pink, calling it only for girls. It's too much. <laughs> y'all, you're not where you think you are. I literally, yeah. I literally, I don't know what it was. I think I, maybe after a few documentaries and reading, I don't like the. I can't do the gender reveal parties anymore. Every time I see them, I'm just like, congrats. I guess. I'm like, but thank like, you for letting us know your 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 child's parts, which yeah, maybe not, like, which maybe not because they might be intersex. But y'all not ready for that either. So then I'm like, there's just so many layers that they're not prepared for, and I get that. Like, I am too. I am deep in it. I'm deep in the. I'm deep yeah. in it. You know, I'm deep in the history, and I'm deep in <laughs> what's happening in the LGBTQIA community. I understand. You don't know what all them layers might mean, but at the same time, I can't. I can't get jiggy with coming to your party and you blowing up a balloon that might light a fire and burn down half of California. Because that did happen. <laughs> After exactly. that, gender party should just been like a no go. It's like a fire caused it. Like y'all clearly, clearly somebody's going to know that these got to go. <laughs> this got to go. Um, I mean, and that's just, yeah, sorry, not to get on the entire different conversation about gender reveals, but I, but back, back to the whole, like, purpose. I just think, I think the whole thing, education is so important. And I like, and, and it's, 
to be fair, there are a lot of people who went to college, who we went to college with, and people are colleagues who also yeah. have degrees who still just <laughs> refuse to be a part, who refuse just to to I guess what's the word? What's the trick thing they say to come to political correctness? I'm like, it's not politically correct to acknowledge someone's pronouns, y'all. Yeah. But um it's it's not. But um let's get back to media. Does anybody have anything else to say on that? Because I just because we could have gone a whole tangent. I wonder. Well, I will say it all connects back to media. Okay. Because oh no, media it, it does. Also, it does. I think that media also tells all of. I think media and like the people that are fighting against political correctness, the media is allowing people to do that in a sense because people feel like it's political correctness instead of just being to me a nice respectful. person, yeah. respectful, a nice person. So it's not political correctness. It's like. Do you want to be nice to people or not? Do you want do you want to create harm or not? And I think that the media, instead of framing it as that, the media frames it as cancel culture or it frames it as like political correctness and stuff like that. Instead of framing it as do you or do you not care about your fellow human being? If not, just say that. But I do think I honestly I find I find that honestly that black women, at least modern black women's stories, have made such more of a comfort a conscious effort to acknowledge people's pronouns and to play you know, especially like if you're talking about like the Z ways and then new new people, Mm -hmm. they're conscious, so like they're good at that. But like it's the white men and the and the black men who get on TV and stuff and um um, all the other groups or whatever who are the ones who are like pushing who who are the louder voices have the bigger audiences like michael shea from snl mm-hmm. like his uh i didn't watch his hbo thing yet but you know there was this whole gen z sketch that they did on gen z hospital sketch they did on snl a few weeks ago and the whole thing yeah, people terrible. were really terror it was a bad sketch just in general but people have made the comments of like hey gen z, z culture has really it just the way they speak is just aave right like it is mm-hmm. and he came and back not and good aave at that huh and not good AAV not good at, at all it don't sound right coming out of their mouth at all but a thing is is like you know when he was called out he said like i didn't know aave was a thing and he, he made me he like downplayed it so it is really like to me, if a black a black woman had seen that, maybe she'd have probably been a little more understanding. Now I understand that like you can't change everybody. I'm not saying everyone's on the same page. I'm not even saying every black woman's on the same page. But mm-hmm. I find personally in the media that I consume with black women and mainly women in general always have just like a are just way more understanding because I mean black women we understand that until we're free no one else can be free so we, we get that so maybe that's why we always make the conscious efforts because we're like we're a part of this too. Intersectionality exists. Um, Yes. So I think that like, it is really hard to find that, to find it's, it's when the, when the bigger groups are so loud, it's so hard. It is so hard. And, um, I guess they'll prevail until they get with the program too. I don't know. Maybe until Elizabeth Warren becomes president. I don't know what's going to do it. <laughs> I just, but okay. So back to me, I'm going <laughs> to switch, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, okay. What genres are we missing from? This is strictly back to media as a movie. So I'll start. I find that we are missing from so many. Uh, we are, where are, where are we? Comedy and dramas. And not even both. It's usually just a drama, usually a slave drama or some Tyler Perry drama. And I can go into a whole thing about how I hate Tyler Perry's movies. Um, <laughs> whole mm. thing. And then uh, we're, the com- we're the comedic relief, right? Like if we're in comedies, we're the best friend, which is super annoying. And, and you know, like I said earlier, 
I want to see black women uh, as villains, like straight up. I want to see us as villains. I want to see us as the bitchy teenage teenager who is rich, who can just pick on the girl for no reason, right? Like I want to see us there. I also want to see us in horror. I want to see the dumb black bimbo, the one who's going to get killed for having sex. That's the rule in horror movies. If you have sex, you die, right? Like I want to <laughs> see us. You know, I I, I want to see that character. I want to see the the black uh the um the black the the uh, final girl that's another trope in horror movies the final girl is the one who saves the day who kills the bad guy or kind of kills the bad guy to the sequel right like i want us to be in those roles there's so many genres that we're not in also like and i'm a huge like marvel comic book nerd nerd and yes there are black characters like storm i want darks can storm i want like us and not and they tangent they fucked up storm in the movies with holly berry and the she reboot five different skin colors and <laughs> she is never dark skin like she's supposed to be and it just bothers me and i'm like i just want to see us in all these genres and i don't want us to be like these lazy or like horribly written like like supporting characters i'm like no i want us to be in the front i want us to be the bad guy sometimes i want to be the good guy because like he says encompassing like as someone who went to a private school, I probably haven't, I'm probably, I, I think I've tweeted about this, but I am probably someone's villain or, origin story, just in general. Like I wasn't always, I'm not saying I was mean, I'm not saying I was a mean girl. And I've asked the girls who went to high school, like, was I mean? Like the girls in the class underneath me. And they were like, no, you, you weren't mean. But like, there'll probably be a few people I know I've been mean to. And honestly, it's like, I want, I, got, I want the mean girl. Like, cause like I said, I find them way more interesting. Everyone says about Regina and George. No one cares about Katie. Everyone says about the plastics, right? And even in any movie, and um, even in Easy A, Amanda Bynes character, the super religious girl, there's no reason why she couldn't have been black to me for real. Like now there are characters who t probably make more sense as white, but since my next question after this, but the question right now is what genres are we missing from? He wants to go first. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I agree with all that you said, especially, um, I grew up on, well, I grew up on more of DC than Marvel, mm -hmm. but, you know, being, uh, being in that, in that arena, both of them will work with being more in, and something, I don't watch them, but, like, my grandfather used to watch these all the time, and it's country westerns, and mm. I don't know if y'all grandparents watch these all day, every day, like mine do, but they do, and I feel like we are not in those. And so while Ever. I might not watch them, I think that that's interesting that like black people, I think that it's usually like older black people or if you watch them with your grandparents, like I used to watch them with him. So then like, I would like, there was never any of us in there. I was like, but I know that like black people were in, were in the area, were doing the same thing. I think that that's why it's very interesting to see the new movie with, um, it's just Alba, I think on Netflix, but that's like a, that's like a city, they in a city though. It's different. But like seeing us in those, I think is like we're not in them, and those are real damsel in distress ones. They be on a little train tracks, wrapped up, waiting for the man to come get them and everything like real, that. Real, that's a damsel in distress. We need to be wrapped up in some ropes. <laughs> exactly, get the man giddy up, cowboy coming down the way and getting. Yeah, we need to be in that because I think that, of course, I agree with everything she said. I think we need to be in every single drama that there are. But I think when you first said the question, that's what like kind of popped out because like we aren't even like. We ain't even a side character in that. We're not in that at all. Ever. So I think that that is probably, that's my answer. Yeah. I think for me, it's more of like, not necessarily genre, but like, I just want to see more Black people, Black women specifically as the main character. And regardless if they're the villain or the magical girl or 
you know, the superhero that saves the day or just, you know, someone who needs to find or wants to find love. I would just like to see more Black women as the main character. So often we are the sidekick. So often we are the comedic relief. So often we are, you know, all these different things and not like, oh, like I'm coming to this movie because this, like she's the main character. And, I, you know, that, that can go into his own thing. I think there's a lot because why, you know, reasons why that we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't, you don't see a lot of black women as the main characters, um, especially, um, you know, if these are like white producers or white writers, like they're, we're always the main character. If it's like, uh, like Tyler Perry, <laughs> Tyler Perry, yes. or, you know, the Ray, you know, and that's great. You know, black people definitely, we need to be prioritizing our stories, but it's like, you know, when it comes to like the big name films, once they're getting all the funding, it's like, they're always, if black people are in them their secondary characters and yeah I, I just feel like I would like to see more because then I feel like I would have a say in like what I would want to see more black women in in, in terms of genre because mm-hmm. I'm like I don't I, I don't necessarily have an answer to that so I would say that as much as I appreciate Bridgerton and as much as I appreciate seeing black Juliet and Romeo and Juliet I want to see black period pieces I, but I don't mean seeing black people in white period pieces. Like yeah. as press. Mm-hmm. I want to see movies about like the middle ages in, in Africa. Like, you know, there's a story there. And obviously there's a limitation because where are those stories? Are they lost? All those type of things. But like, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Vikings. I want to see black people during that time and stories of black people during that time. So I would like to see more period pieces. Non-slavery obviously would be great. Um, Just because I love period pieces and I just think that there's like so much about our timeline and history that we don't know that we have so many stories. So I would like to see more period pieces. Facts. Okay. Um, Another thing is I was thinking, so while you guys were talking, I was thinking another genre or character I would love to see now, literally C is the fat black character. Um, we just don't exist. We don't exist unless we're a comedic, a comedic relief, but the main character is wanted her to be fat. And I don't want everything to be about her weight because that's lazy. Um, and uh, personally, I just feel like, you know, fat people exist, like fat people of all races exist. And so I'm like, no, like give us a flat back character where she's the love interest, where she's the main character, right? Like she can be the nerdy girl who the jock saves, right? Like, I don't mind that. And you know, and you know, to me, I'm like, don't give me the lazy joke where it's just like, he's fat, he'll never love you. That's played out. And that's just like, it's old school. I don't want no nineties like shit. Um, so that's also something I wanted to add. Uh, yeah, cause the fat phobia is real y'all, so. Um, okay, so my sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I agree to that. I, one show that I really loved it was My Mad Fat Diary. Girl, I, I was know, thinking that too. I love. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen that, but like I love yes. that show because it showcased that she's white, mm-hmm. but it did showcase a fat woman, girl, teenager. In the show, like literally being loved up on, supported, and I really truly love that. And so when you said that, I was like, I would love to see that. And yes, like the basis of her story, you know, she was in therapy because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Billy she tried to like uh, commit suicide, maybe uh-huh. due to her weight, but I think it was a lot of other factors too. Uh-huh. Um, 
and but no it was like she had like a beautiful boyfriend the boyfriend was fine and it was just like it was like amazing to see that so i would love to see that for black you know women characters too sahara i truly thought that no one watched that besides me i I love love that (laughs) thank you love that i need to add that to my list i think you would like it what was that show on mtv awkward it was the one with the girl who broke her arm in the first episode and yes, the awkward it's like awkward yeah. period or something awkward like period right yeah the, the the villain in that show was fat and even though she was white i really appreciate her because she was just smart witty she was the head cheerleader she was the bad bitch yeah. and her weight like never really came up and it was just like oh we accept that a size probably, probably like a 14 to be honest like she wasn't like she wasn't, even, she but, wasn't like fat. she wasn't even fat <laughs> like she wasn't fat you know like, there's levels right but like in the in the hollywood world like she is considered a fat character now i actually want to see actually fat people like i want to see lizzo like up there type of thing um so yeah but that was something i really appreciated so another villain i just really appreciate i never even i really saw her as a villain because someone like she, she's not wrong half the villains half the time villains aren't always wrong they're just mean like that's then yeah. there's a difference okay so um when we're talking specifically about like what genres we're missing from right i was thinking about like what movie or tv shows only work with white characters and what shows will look different with white characters um or like you know like sometimes i know there's characters i'm like oh i wish you would just been black um oh also y'all be arguing towards the end so i just want to when i know this we don't have 10 more questions only like one or two more um but no really like what movie or tv tv shows only work with white characters and one one ones will look different without them like if we switch something up i'm going to say i love shit's creek but I do not think it would work. <laughs> oh yeah, with black people, it wouldn't. And, and, and here's the reason why: because I feel like so often with black people in 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 media, it it's always like you either get like the rich black people who like made it out the mud, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't necessarily see like rich black people who go back to them <laughs> go back to yeah them. and i don't think we need to see that honestly no. i don't think we need to see that because you know we done been through enough but i think also white people just have a, a and you know i don't want to stereotype but they do have a different sense of humor that like i don't think black people could really ex, ex-, ex- Ex- exercise ex- yes thank you that mm-hmm. um that same type of humor and i don't know what it is but also it's like, it's like the hillbilly trope maybe not hillbilly but like in the town of Shit's creek <laughs> there are definitely some you know you know questionable white folks like the mayor yes. the mayor and his wife are like hillbilly-esque yes, yes. canadian so, but hillbilly-esque <laughs> i think shows like that were and, and it's so wholesome i love that show to pieces i do not think it would ever work with black folks but i would love to see it though and i would love to see similar shows like that but i just don't know if, if, if people would pour into it you wouldn't it. buy it um yeah i don't know why but a show that i think I, I came up with this answer today honestly because I've been thinking about this. I'm like, what show? Because every time I think of a show, I'm like, I would love to see that. I'm like, actually, that wouldn't work. That that's not gonna work if you just switched out out the cast. But um, this is a show that probably works only with white people. Gossip Girl, and I watched it after I watched the trailer. The new trailer has just the teaser trailer has dropped for Gossip Girl the reboot. And as someone who loved Gossip Girl, that was white nonsense. 
And I loved every second of it, but that's strictly a show to me where I'm like, we're going to add mixed characters and black characters to the Upper East Side? That was racist already. Sounds like some racism. You just reminded me of Pretty Little Liars. I think I would love to see that with the all-black cast. That actually would work. I think that would work. I would love to see it with the all-black cast. I think you could pull that one off. But Gossip Girl, I'm kind of skeptical only because I'm just like, like Serena and Blair, like those characters had to be white. There is in no other world could they be black just because they just don't make sense. The way they are written is just Their like struggles no. don't even make sense to black people. That's not a struggle that we're struggling with, sis. At all. You know, their beef was just like, you slept with my boyfriend and we're supposed to go get Tiffany's with croissants. Like whatever, whatever it was that episode, like Serena slept with somebody and Blair calls her a hoe. You know, Serena is Serena was a hoe, to be honest. If we're like, you know, not to slut shame, but like the 2010s like that's really what it was so i think that's mm-hmm. a show that to me does not work with anybody else i don't have an i don't know too many shows that would work i could just switch out casually and maybe that's because um you know maybe new new girl would be interesting i think with the all black cast new girl, was my new girl actually i think about new girl. new girl was my answer that's actually my favorite that's one of my favorite well one it's crazy because as much i love white tv shows i'm not gonna hold you and like i'd be like i'd be having that cognitive dissonance where I'm like oh Jesus there's no black like I just have to like get there like but white shows really be it um they funny. But, but they they're good like, they are so I feel like my answer that could be black people like you could have four black people in a, in a lost apartment da, da, da. I mean we, I don't know if we would have like mixed character as much being black I don't know the black republican would be hard to be to pull off because nick is adorable even though he is a, a republican and just like loves the romneys or whatever mm-hmm. um i think that the black conservative would have wouldn't have came off as well but maybe like it, it would have been some other like weird thing Dang. black weird black thing or whatever and that might be the only switch up mm-hmm. but winston i mean even though winston's kind of goofy and like maybe he's a little too white but like he does have his moments i feel like i feel like winston's a solid like character that comes in and out like his race isn't the only thing like he's just a black guy with mm-hmm. white friends but very much knows he's black you know the episode where he where he tricks nick or whatever into um like he's just because uh was it nick is just like wow you have black friends i had no idea and he's like yeah man i always did so he, the entire episode of him like tricking nick nick into uh going into the hood him. and buying yeah. fake crack and the shit's hilarious but it works because winston like has white friends and like but also knows he's black so yeah. Winston, you have to switch that's out. That's balance. That's like we don't. I think we don't always like if they're. I think that we don't always have that because sometimes like he the person will be black and never talk about being black, and then that's weird. Yeah. Um. And then there's also ones where like everything is about being black, and then you're like, okay, I should pass the the syrup, but okay. Yeah. Um. My answer to uh, what could it be black is actually a movie, and I don't know why this is the one that's sticking out, but Project X. Like them. Yeah. Them was going to jail. <laughs> jail like there's not it's not as big it wouldn't have got as big they're going to jail they're going under the jail it's done like there is no we can't even have that much fun so no we're going to jail (laughs) we're done to be fair i think any early 2000 2010 comedy like super bad era Mm -hmm. those all had to be white because we just just wouldn't have gotten away with that even bridesmaids like there's some like the shitting scene I don't know if that really would have worked. <laughs> like, with, maybe it would have been funny, but like, would a black woman be able to walk to like shit in a wedding dress in the middle of the street? Absolutely not. No. I mean, and I know my I know Maya Rudolph has played as is, is like half black in the movie and plays half black, but mm-hmm. her being mixed does add to it. Like, it does help a lot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Haley, you have an answer. Haley, you're on mute. Haley, you're on mute. <laughs> um, I was saying I'm really struggling, so I'm gonna flip the question. Okay. What I think people can't see black people in 
but I would like to see us in. Is okay. I, I don't think people really see black people in anime, even though there's like a little bit of us in there. And so I would like to see, I would like for people to see that we can be in anime. Um, yeah. I, you know, whether people like it or not, or they agree with me or not, Boondock is anime. Um, yeah. And I appreciate it. Boondock and is a I great like show. Anime. So um, I would like to see us in anime, even though people don't see us in anime. Okay. Does anybody have anything else to add or? I have one more question, y'all. We have made it towards the end. I'm trying to wrap us up. <laughs> um, I did skip a question, but it's fine. It's not necessary. You probably already touched it. Okay. So I want to cut into real life because um, the reason why I went to do this entire thing is because I feel like media and movies and TV shows, even though sometimes people, I don't know, I don't like it when people say, I don't watch movies and television because I'm just like, okay, pretentious. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, whatever. Like, go read a book. I don't know. I love reading books. Not No shade reading books, but you know, people come up so pretentious and like, I don't read TVs. And I don't watch TVs. And we don't have time. Whatever. I make time. Um, but I feel like even though people sometimes want to shut on movie and televisions as like uh, not maybe a super educated in drama or like you can't learn that much for i find that you can but i also find that it's so influential like no matter how much people show on it is super influential like people don't read anymore so people are watching movies watching youtube listening to podcasts uh whatever they're doing music and whatnot and um this i'm gonna shift a little and this is the this is the last question of course we can go on longer if about this particular topic but i was thinking about black women in music and i was thinking about black women in music that connects to like how much agency okay black women in movie and televisions even though we have a lot of issues and we've laid our issues with black women in tv and how we and how they're seen and whatnot and 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 movies the one thing that we could have to acknowledge is that like there are so many different ones that we see on tv right but in music and in real in real life we don't see it right there the agency is just not there as much though or the shift isn't there as much right like the difference so it's kind of like Black women in music, what do we need to see changed? And unlike in film and television where Black women are allowed to shift looks or genres, like you can see Issa Rae in comedy and drama, maybe horror, Janelle can be in horror, right? We can we can be seeing so many different genres. How come Black women in music and just in real life are not able to shift, shift their image and this place in respectability politics? But I specifically thinking about like Black women in rap. I feel like that's, this question like started and kind of trickled down, right? Like if we're talking about Cardi B has like has to play has to play her sexuality up. Megan Selling has to play her sexuality up. No matter how talented or not talented they are, sweetie, like we're getting a lot of the same looks and uh, or the same vibes from these yeah. popular black women, right? And there are a lot and and um I wanna add, you know, like there are a bunch of rappers like Tierra Wack and Rhapsody who don't get much as clout, but they don't clout because they're not hypersexualized, right? And then other popular popular black women, like Lizzo, who aren't playing the sexuality, but are popular because her music really blew up last year. She won a few Grammys are constantly shitted on, right? Like, it's kind of like you're shitted on for being free and being yourself. You're shitted on for like hypersexual, being hypersexual. Like women have something to say about you. Men have something to say about you. Everyone has a pot in the pan, right? And it's just like, everyone's getting something from a different space. Why do you think that even though we can digest black women's switching up genres and being multifaceted in movies and television, we can't, we, we can't see it in real life. We, we, it's hard for us as a community in general to, for us to like really shift and really appreciate the looks, the differences of black women's and whatnot. Yes, that's my question. That's loaded as hell. It's um, loaded, it's loaded. <laughs> I can answer first. I mean, um, I have I, theories, but go ahead. I think that in music, we, 
we don't have the layers and we don't want to see it. Well, not we, obviously we do, but the mm-hmm. media doesn't want to see the layers. But also the media has, has sold to us that only sex sells, which is not always true, but they only promote sex. Mm-hmm. But like they could promote different things if they wanted to, um, but they don't, they don't want to. Um, and so I think that when we look at it, it is based off of what's set, what they can and want to sell. And so then they want to keep you in this box. And so the box is either you rap about sex and being Megan, or you're rapping about soul and being Janae Aoko, but oh, oh, plot twist, she's actually talking about sex, but because she's whispering about it, y'all act like she's not being a sexual being. Whispering, so like, and she's light-skinned. <laughs> and she's light-skinned. Now we're talking about talent versus not talent. I love Sweetie like the rest of us. Sweetie might have Where to leave the studio. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> she might have to leave the studio. I'm just sorry. Sorry. I honestly, I agree. Only because I think Sweetie, she could just be cute. And if you could just be cute, why not? Why not? If you could just be a model and then, you know, put Mayel hair care in your little platinum wig, why not? Why not? I mean, there are girls who do like the Lori Harveys of the world do. And they still, people still got something to say about Lori Harvey too. And she just exists. Lori Harvey just exists. I didn't know what her voice sounded like till like the other day. She didn't even open her She did that Vogue video. I said, oh. Oh, you do got a voice. I thought she was Ariel out here, but <laughs> but I think that they don't want they don't want all these dynamics because they want to keep you in this box. But also, I think for a long time, music was still a, and still is a male dominated arena. So then, when it's male dominated, although they're the artists, there's a lot of men behind them. And then, what do mm. men believe that woman can only do? Be sexual. So that's what they believe, and that's what they're putting out. So then, these marketing firms. They're only putting out that like, oh, she's sexy. She's talking about what she can do and da da da. Mm-hmm. If Megan tomorrow, if Megan tomorrow wanted to change genres and be like, I'm a praise the Lord, they could, they wouldn't even be able to wrap their head around the fact that you can love the Lord and pop pussy. They couldn't yeah. understand that. They couldn't understand how you could do both because you can't. That's how they believe. They don't believe that you can do multiple things. So you, so they wouldn't let you. You'd fail. So I don't even know if that's a really answer. Or just like at this point, the system, like most systems, are how they are. And people either have to go the independent route, which is so hard that you'd rather just sell sex. Because also for for a lot of people, sex is easy. No matter if you want to sell sex or not, it's easy and it makes money. And if you're here for the coin, you want to sell that sex. And I get it. Because like if someone was trying to give me millions of dollars, I'd talk about sex all day too. I do it it for fun for free. So what's the difference? So I think that um, our struggle with versatility is like twofold. I think that one, it has a lot to do with accessibility, right? Like we're not, you know, doing music a lot in like classical or like all these different types of things just because like in terms of our exposure, it's much more easier to find two sticks to make a beat for a drum versus like paying goos and gobs for violin lessons, right? Um, not to say that black people don't you know, enjoy classical music, but in just terms of accessibility. And then I think the second part is the sociology aspect of it is I feel like, to be honest, I'm not mad that we don't see much, di- much versatility with black women in music primarily because I honestly don't feel like that's our music. Like, hey, I'm sorry. My no, it's okay, happened. it's okay. Um, I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> Um, but, you know, we are, you know, percussive, 
right? That's our history. We, we, we beat yeah. to the sound of, of the drum. I don't, I'm not beating to the sound of Scottish bagpipes, right? Like that's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. I enjoy it and I appreciate it, but I don't think that us solely being in this genre is terrible. I think that it speaks to how we've grown as a people with our culture and the type of music that we listen to and the, t- and the way that we dance with. Yeah. Um, Yes, I would like to see versatility, but I don't see it really as a negative thing. Well, I'm talking about versatility between like one person. Like I'm specifically talking about versatility with like with just Cardi B and just Megan, right? Like Megan can't probably put out. I'm saying like you know, people are like Megan, you only talk about popping your pussy, right? Versus like pop, pop, you talk, they're like talk about popping your pussy, but maybe also talk about I don't know. They want maybe a kid. People are always like, I want something woke. It's just like I'm why? I go back to accessibility. I really just feel like. We don't, we don't see that we see that singularness just because there's just lack of accessibility. I feel like you don't see a lot of us in those genres or making attempts to go in those genres mm-hmm. because we're not we're not around them much. Yeah, I think I agree in that. Like, I'm not necessarily mad at the genres. You know, I think it, it has deep ties to our, our culture and our history. I would love to see more Black women in, in pop um and like rock because we too have you know ties to that i think when it comes to like girl we made that first of all i took rock 101 at university of delaware <laughs> i'm on blue hands <laughs> but um i think for me when it comes to like individual artists i think it has a lot to do with sexism when it when it comes when it comes to like marketing and 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 colorism too but when it comes to like marketing and all these different things it's like i there are certain artists that i cannot see being successful if they were to even like maybe not even talking about genres but maybe just talking about like content wise like i Mm -hmm. cannot see them being successful if they do talk about x y and z versus pop and pussy um and it's fine if we want if we if we want to rap about pop and pussy all power to all the women who have pussies right Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um at the same time it's like it's really disheartening because there does you know doesn't allow for growth for them as an artist but at the same time they might be fine with that and if they're fine with it you know if if you listen if you rock and i'm rolling so it's it's a lie i think music the music industry is is crazy yeah, and I, I will say the music industry and the movie industry are very different. So I I, I understand different powers that be. I, I get I, I get that. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, this is the woman's fault. I definitely think it's like a collective. But yeah. I mean, when I was thinking about this question, I was specifically thinking about like Lizzo as a pop artist, as a successful pop artist, right? Like Lizzo to me came on the scene, like Lizzo became popular, like, and she'll say it herself. She's like, the, it was the gay community who put me on. Like, I've been to two of her concerts. Those concerts were very white and very queer accepting. And like, like everyone had their, had, you know, it was like crop tops. It was like people in their rainbows. It was amazing. It's, it's an amazing, first of all, if you've been to Lizzo Con- if you haven't been to Lizzo concert, if you're like her, go to a Lizzo concert. It's an amazing experience, right? And I find that, but like, and I felt like before she got to her 
Grammy level success, but like, the year before she put her album out, whatever, like she was chilling, right? And she probably definitely hate comments. But do you guys remember on Twitter and just a time where like every time Lizzo breathed, she was trending and people just had to talk about her being fat and her, because she's accepted herself being fat, like because she's accepted who she mm -hmm. is. And to me, the I I I couldn't I can't fathom people being like I want black people just to be in movies and my media and everything I consume, and then be and the next tweet is like. Fuck you, Lizzo, you fat bitch for accepting yourself and wearing whatever you wore to the Lakers game and shit and twerking on on Instagram. I cannot, I just cannot fathom. I just cannot accept that. Cause I'm like, maybe you don't deserve this shit in your movies if you can't accept it in real life. You're literally hating on well, someone for breathing, for literally breathing. And I'm not saying everything was, was done. I'm not saying it's, it was, it's been the best option, but it's, it's her, right? Cause no one, no one comes at Rihanna for like when she has Swarovski crystals and her titties out, right? Like people were like, it's an iconic moment, right? And time and place. Yeah, I can, we can, um, there are definitely nuances. So I'm not saying. I think that Lizzo's done is perfect, but I'm saying that like the tone has been very different and that is strictly coming from the community. Like white people were not on Lizzo like the way black people were on Lizzo for just breathing and living and breathing. And the same way a few weeks ago or whatever, you know, people were, I mean, I think this came up again because Coy Ray for some reason is popular for talking about some, he called me Big Purr and people were like, you're a skinny shaming Coy Ray. Well, like, well, I'm gonna stop you there. Sorry, and, this, you know, I just, maybe, <laughs> and you know, maybe, maybe I can't, fathom or understand the plight of the skinny shame oh oh i don't either but that's I, and i feel like <laughs> i feel like people uh hmm, hmm. i mm, i feel like some people want to be oppressed and let me tell you it's not fun like i don't know why you want to put like why you want to put the, it's not fun it's not i don't know it's either like people want like white people they want to be oppressed skinny, light-skinned, beautiful, quote-unquote, accepted, featured women want to be a... Why? Why? As, as me, you know, being, being fat, being who I am, being loud, you know, being a part of the LGBTQIA community, all of that, where do... do it's not fun. So, like, let it go. I feel like, yes, do I want to say that, like, say, saying someone might say to you, what your experience is, I can't invalidate that. But at the same time, yeah. Lizzo, what you what do you want from her? You say she don't work out. All, Lizzo then posts a video of her working out every single day. Some people's bodies just will never be that way. And that's, yeah. that is what it is. So why do we accept? One, we don't want people, we don't want anyone to be accepted in their skin, I feel like. That's, like black, yeah. black period can't be accepted. So I guess I should say, I should give Corey LeRae or whatever some grace and space in the sense that like at the same time, she still is a black woman. And mm -hmm. no one wants no one wants black women to feel comfortable in their skin. Period. If you are built like a Buick, they still don't want you to be accepted in your body. If you built like Lizzo, if you're built like skinny hourglass, hour, you know hourglass figure, everything. No matter what, they're going to talk about your figure, and they don't want you to be comfortable in your skin. Period. Yeah, so I, will I mean, say that, like no matter what anyone does as a black woman, black person, black any, you're not going to be. And I think that in the music industry, they push that even harder to make people uncomfortable even further. But then, then those whose bodies and features are accepted, they push to the front in order to push others to the back. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and you know it's crazy, even accepted bodies are critiqued. Like, and so I'm, I just, like you were saying, I don't want to invalidate skinny people's experience, but like I never, I will never put it on the same level as fat phobia. I will never, cause it's never. not, it never, it will be, it never is, never has been, ain't never gonna be like, no, I'm not doing that shit. 
um, I don't care how many people. I don't care how many people told you to eat a hamburger. It's just mean. I'm mean, just call it. It's just mean. But it's not fat phobia. It's not. Um, but I want to say that like even Megan the Stallion's body, who I find has a great body, has a very accepted like so, like societal st- st- accepted body, is still bullied. She's still you know people because people she's in her skin. She's great in her skin, and then way. you know her being slightly darker. Actually, I can't even call her really a dark skin girl. But if you're going from light to dark, dark skin. If you're talking to talk add brown skin, she's a brown skin girl, huh? Who said that? What? That she was dark skin. No, no one's calling her dark skin, but you know, I'm saying there's like, sometimes people want to say there's just light and dark. And then sometimes when I say there's light brown and dark. So I'm just saying she is not light skin. You know, people, she gets the transphobia side of things, right? Like people mm-hmm. want to call, for some reason, there's this weird theory throughout the hotel world that Megan is trans. And I'm like, what the fuck? Black women can't even just like, you know, like it's, it's just so much because what, because what is she? She's 5'11 and has like a thick, like a tall figure. It's just like black woman with, with what? white people want to call masculine traits is like now seen as now seen as like a man it's just black women can't even be feminine right mm-hmm. and it's just that's a whole other conversation um but i just i personally find it so difficult and i don't have an answer of like why we can't um accept it but to, what i said what i'm saying is that like i don't understand why we think we deserve these stories when we haven't accepted it in real life because honestly like the mm. people who are writing these stories are us right or black creatives the people like you know um, and, and unless those black creators have, have accepted themselves or have, you know, really done the work or they feel that society's accepted it, like, I don't know, it's going to be hard to put out work of like seeing different types of people. Because if we're going to constantly, at least to me, like, if you're going to put these standards, especially when it comes to beauty and whatnot on us, like, it's going to be hard to see black people just being because it's just like, we don't know what that looks like. Because we're still going to be trapped within this, like, these boundaries that white folks have created. I don't know if that made any sense, but um, <laughs> like I don't know if that made any sense. But to me, I get super frustrated because I'm just like, I don't know how y'all go back and forth on like, oh, I want to see this, I want to see that. But when you see it, you just like, JK, I don't like it. I don't like it. Take it back, right? I think people also just don't want they don't know what they want in general. So yeah. it's like to answer your question is that people don't know what they want. They say they want it, you give it to them, and they're like, eh, I don't want that. So I don't think I don't think people really know what they want slash the people who said they wanted it are they in the room when you're creating it because then it's probably not going to execute the same way if that the makes sense consumer. Yeah. hey guys thank you for listening to the full episode if you made it this far i can't tell you how much i appreciate you for hanging in there i don't care if it two three days i don't care i'm just glad you got here but, you know, hopefully you realize how great the conversation was and how I could not cut anything out, right? Nothing was repeated. Everything was super unique. I mean, we talked about, what, race play, slave play. Uh, we talked about Black trauma, slavery, um, mean girls, uh, awkward, insecure. So many different television shows. So it was full of, like, a good amount of references. So hope you appreciated them. And like I said, subscribe and listen. And, you know, if you have any commentary or suggestions for another episode, reach out to your girl. Really appreciate it. Um, Have a good day, y'all.